We got enough um, time on the card. Yes, we do. Twenty six hours plus. Wow. And we're live. Freshly. Hi, Seth. Hey, this is nice. I get to sit next to you and rub your leg. Hey, bud. <laughs> you guys look good. <laughs> good together. Look good together. It's, really good. Together. It's like three. <laughs> Yeah, brothers in a room. Right. Yeah, you, you kind of like, you gotta kind of take the hat off because it's, it's Excuse like wow. Could we? Pack I should have cut my hair. Any more bald dudes with beards in here? It's like <laughs> there's only a few perfect heads, and the rest have hair. You guys are about the same size. I want to say large, medium, small, but you guys are pretty darn both large. Perfect yeah. humans. Double XLs. Yeah. Perfect humans. Yeah. Perfect. Um, I'm excited about this podcast. We've been waiting months for this. Years, even years. Come on, decades. Yeah, decades. <laughs> <laughs> Stony is in the house. Uh, you are officially the highest ranking member that has been on this podcast. Was. Was, true. Was. Retired. Was. I'm just a citizen now. Two-star chief? Yes. Big deal. Well. Yeah. Uh, what does stars mean at CHP? So, I guess, like, yeah, how many, I guess you would look at, like, how many people were you in charge of? Well, it varies. Um, so, some divisions, like, there's nine field chiefs. Um, eight of them are traditional kind of field. Actually, there's, I should say 10. Um, they had their division commanders. So those, those vary between a thousand, you know, personnel. Like, so all of Los Angeles is a chief. Um, I was protective services when I retired. So I had responsibilities throughout the state. Millions. No, like <laughs> so I, was, I was, I think we were this, one of the smaller ones. What does protective yeah. services mean? So everything, Homeland Security, um, Dignitary protection, right. governor's detail, governor's capital detail. was gotcha. probably the biggest outfit, and that doubled. That's what I thought, but I wasn't sure. Yeah. We had a couple of those guys on here. Okay. Okay. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Tyson. From Who else? Tyson. Uh, we've had at least two of them. Yeah. Who was the other one? Uh, I don't remember. Um, yeah, Tyson. Do, you don't remember the first, you, well, you probably do remember the first time we met, but let me refresh. How could I forget? Let me, just let me refresh your memory. <laughs> you were a captain in Chico. Oh, God. And you were driving home one night. And you gave me a DUI turnover that pulled into Oroville, Super 8 Motel. I remember this. Yeah. Uh, we ended up hooking that dude, and he had a shit ton of guns in the trunk. It was one of those, like, mm, what's going on here? <laughs> Some weird weird shit. Traffickers. Well, it's hard to drive through Oroville yeah. and not find something. Yeah. It, you're right. Like, a lot. Yeah. Yeah, it was impressive. Mm -hmm. So that was, that was the first time we met is you gave me that turnover, which I was pretty stoked I about. Didn't know it was a, I didn't know it was you. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. I wasn't... As memorable, but it was late. What did he dark. smell like, Seth? Um, How was I was probably tired. him or the, or the, or the DUI. <laughs> I didn't get that close. Yeah, I don't know. I was fine. He was in the old captain's <laughs> car. Yeah, and uh, yeah, no, the, the other priest. guy was was good old alcohol deuce, but um, yeah, a bunch of guns. That was that was the weird part. Any good ones? No, just like crappy stuff. And I don't know what he was doing. It wasn't like selling guns. It was just like you know, crazy person with guns. So I remember he was driving particularly bad. Yeah, he was super bad. I believe it's probably headed to a grow or something. Could be, yeah, yeah. for sure. Pretty popular there. Uh, anyway, that was, that's how we met. So I remember, no big deal. It's all coming back. Yeah, it's yeah, all it's coming back. Pretty big night. And then what happened later? Where, how was your relationship? Yeah. So uh, when did you take over SRT? Where were you when that happened? I was in Chico as a captain okay. on SRT. Okay. And at that time, um, SRT hadn't been deployed in years. Mm. And then once I got in, it just went sideways. So the right started. Bananas. It was everything. It was everything. It was the it was the uh, spillway break. It was multiple fires, campfire. Yep. Um, I can't even tell you how many times I've been to civil unrest or just protests where we were staged. Like um, 
dozens. Like probably a dozens. A, over a hundred. Yeah. Maybe two hundred days. Yeah. Hundred days. Two hundred days. Not that's just actually out, not training. Because yeah, it started getting hot and heavy. We were rolling to Oakland and Berkeley a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, we had some good times down there. I don't think people realize one how cool it is when there's like a line of you know I don't know thirty fifty patrol cars rolling code three from Sacramento to the Bay Area, like it's it's pretty wild. It is, and uh, you know you feel like you're a part of something big and then you roll in there and there's thousands of people on the freeway just uh, literally thousands throwing poop at you uh, yeah <laughs> um and we roll in there and you're like holy shit right like we're like we're in it and it's dangerous and then we get out and we do our thing and like it shows the power and uh, of a cohesive team that trains together that you, you can have a hundred guys that are trained and equipped correctly and they can roll into a scene like that and actually manage it. And it's like, damn. Especially when you have thousands, like thousands of people running at you. It's chaos. And sometimes you have 20 people and yep. you'll stand there and you know, it's, it, it gets, gets pretty uh, active and, and severe. And it's dangerous. It's cool. Right. You're like, you're like, you're, I don't want to take it back for the world. Those are my best experiences on the highway patrol is, is you're literally standing on the edge of chaos. Like I have some great pictures of, of Oakland and just like watching, like, guys online and then things on fire and you're like where the fuck are we right now like are we in america holy shit i would i would bring people into that situation and train them as managers and they would be like i'm, I'm taking bricks and i'm like yeah i know get used to it yeah. i mean i've been doing this for years like this is this is what we do it's part of life <laughs> yeah like welcome <laughs> welcome to valley srt yeah wild. i mean that was like our team you know for a number of reasons was i would you know you'll say the same was like the best I mean, we had a ton of experience. We had good leadership while you were there. And uh, great guys that had been on the team forever. Like, yes. experience. Yeah, like 20, Chuck on that team? 20 years. Chuck was on that team. Chuck was an anchor on that team. Um, Chuck was my personal grenadier in Oakland. Yeah. Like, I dragged him through Oakland, just me and him, <coughs> through some alleys. Just, I'm like, I'm like, we're going. And he's like, what? I'm like, I'm not dragging the whole team. <laughs> I'm like, Chuck, you're going with me. He's like, okay. And I'm like, you're not letting me get shot. It's not my night. There's no better choice. And that's, you know, and he we just... Yeah, cruised, perused through uh, the beautiful streets of Oakland one night. Chuck was a stud. Like, yeah, he was. I'm, I'm extremely thankful to have known that man because you know he brought me up from a dumbass to like he showed me how to how to do it and like that side of the job. Um, you know, warrant service, SRT, the good the good parts. I was gonna make a joke, but it's an appropriate time. Ah, it's it's always appropriate. <laughs> you know what? Chuck would appreciate it because he always made fun of me. Yeah, well, we're past it now. Okay, so. damn. I, uh, now, it's, now it's too late. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, man, like, I just uh, I wouldn't take those times. But I missed that. Yeah. Well, and it was can a different we get time. A, can we get a, a North Idaho version? Should no. Be like four of us? Team, no. Like three of us? We're, Come on, Jared, get you on line. Jared would be a great lineman. <laughs> that's, what I, just that's what I used to play. Fully kitted out. Yeah, but now you get riot gear and a, and a baton. I had that. That's what, yeah. So football gear. I, it's pretty it's much close. exactly like it's it, close. yeah. Except now you get a big stick. Poke people with sounds fun. See, I played rugby growing up, so it was just kind of natural. Yep. Yeah, it's kind of natural. Yeah, we had. Uh, uh, I think one of the cooler stories was the mass arrest that okay. you started down there. Yeah, it was like two hundred nineteen. Yeah, and we had never done that before. That's, that's a very specific number. I don't know why I remember these things. I can't, I can't control it. I remember I'm, I'm the same way. Jared, like I can't control, so, but like there's certain things I'll never forget. One of my old partners. I never would have guessed that number either. I had no idea. One of my old partners used to call me a numbers savant because yeah. I could remember all like any number. doesn't matter. Like right. a run number from like three shifts ago, an address we went to last month. I, I just would spit it out. And he was like, what's wrong with you? You just I, can't forget. I don't know. Now, if I could only do it 
when I wanted to, right? Like yeah. I can't, there's like, I can't yeah. remember <laughs> like benign things, but when it's something like that, I'll remember. <laughs> yep. Uh, that's hilarious. Yeah. What, uh, I can't remember all that. You remember that you obviously remember memories better than mine. Not really. I don't know. Uh, I mean, you remember I've had a lot of rugby hits. I've had a lot of rugby <laughs> hits. Okay, it's, it's a fact. It's how many not. how many uh, traumatic brain injuries do we have in common here in the room? The table? Yeah, quite Ooh, a few. Well, I got two good ones. Two I'm diagnosed. Like, that's it. Yeah, that's that's like legit. I'm on the like I've got all the symptoms, but I've I've not been diagnosed with whatever terms they would use. Mm. Um, I've got at least eight or nine concussions. Football? No. Firefighting? Some. Some. So. I had a couple minor ones in football. This is before they recognized them or anybody cared. Right. Uh, I never really passed out from them. Um, I've been thrown out of the back of two trucks, landed on my head both times. Mm. Uh, it doesn't work out. Got jumped <laughs> at a party and beaten unconscious. Woke oh, up yeah. the next day in a trauma center. Wow. Had a few, um, got my bell rung a few times, firefighting. I've had a regular, I, I fell off a roof once of a shed. Um, uh, a couple of, like bike accidents and stuff when I was a kid. You know, things like that. That explains so a lot. Total, that's, well. You're a good like, company. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hospitalization ones, only one. Uh, probably the two times I fell out of those trucks, could, probably should have gone to the hospital. Um, probably yeah. uh, a couple for football, definitely, were like, got my bell rung, and you mm. you feel it, you know, like rugby, same thing. You just yeah. smash your head, and yeah, I you know both. It, stuff has happened. And so. back then, they would just be like, oh, you're good. Yeah, nobody cared. You're fine. Yeah. Go back in. Yep. <laughs> Can you go again? Sure. <laughs> sure, coach. I'm ready. But yeah, so I mean, I've had at least it's seven, eight. Like one time when I was a kid, I fell off a bike. I popped a wheelie and I was riding with this other kid. He's my, so like my parents' best friends, people I called aunt and uncle growing up. It was their actual nephew. Mm. So we weren't related, but I popped a wheelie and he just like went over and knocked me down, just screwing around. And I fell backwards, landed on my head, split my head open. Oh, it's like eight. The old head on concrete. Yeah. That's a horrible sound. That was one. Um, the coconut. You know, a trip to the helicopter ride that I don't remember. Two for the trucks, a couple for football. Oh, I've had two car accidents where I've also had concussions. Oh, man. Okay. Yeah. Well, here, now I feel well, like kind of weak here. I've only got two good ones. Yeah, one was a rollover and one was a T-bone. You're a hot mess, bro. Those grapes are sensitive. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I don't even know how many concussions I I don't want to talk about yeah, it. Yeah, I don't think rugby is probably not good for that. Probably not good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you count the little ones, like yeah, football I mean, or knows? firefighting. Uh, um, I mean, you figure every time you hit your head in football, it's yeah, some type of sure. injury. Yeah. yeah. You know. Mm. Strange. Good stuff. Yeah. Um, should we tell some stories about, like... You know, I don't. George Floyd was the most fun. We had a good time. We'll talk we, about whatever you want. Well, we got when we got together that time when you came first came out here and we got went and had ciders and we talked for like three hours. Did you see yeah, the I news? Just offloaded. That was really good. Oh no, what? He wasn't asphyxiated. Yeah, seriously, that yeah, just that came, came out. They released it. Yeah. Yep. Well, that's gonna is that gonna start a whole new set of riots here? I don't know. Uh, that's starting controversy. I don't know. I don't think. I think there's other things going on that people care more about. Sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's just kind of like not everybody's playing that. It's not the narrative. So. Why did it take so long for that to come out? I'm sure someone, did they just figure this out? They had their best scientists on it? This is crazy. Well, supposedly a a bunch of other clips from the case have also been released. Were they they hidden or not? Like, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I I think a lot of it initially didn't come out because of investigation, prosecution. Yeah. And then, you know, later on. Yeah. But I guess there were some trial clips that were supposedly... Well, yeah, I know he had a yeah. lot of toxicology. Like, he had a lot going on. Yeah. yeah. A lot of substances going on. Sure. Yeah. You know. 
dude. I don't know. It didn't matter. I don't think Still anybody happened. cares anymore. No. We're talking about George Floyd, by the way, in case anyone's mm-hmm. wondering. That's where a lot of these riots came from when in uh well, we were in Sacramento mm-hmm. pretty much I think the whole time. And that's like we had a we had a damn good time there. <laughs> right? I mean it was I crazy. Mean, I don't like I guess I I'd think like you guys to had hear, a better team time than I did. Yeah, like I maybe Were you too high up then? Well, it was it was a lot of pressure. I mean, like I said, I you know, before we uh got on here is you know, I, I intimately care about everybody that works for me, especially in that situation. And um I purposely like you had to be somebody that I knew or somebody that had a tactical background or some kind of um, different than the norm, right? A reason to be on the team. So I was involved in every one of those decisions. So when anybody, you know, when you're worried about the potential for injury or death in that kind of situation, I mean, you know, you had riots going around the country where, you know, guys would be shot as they were standing in line. That was my worst fear. Yeah. Um, but just, just the severity of, and the potential um, and we quickly realized right away, um, that this wasn't like the others and that's the best way I can describe it. And then it was weeks of, um, you know, and I was getting pressure from the commissioner's office and pressure from, um, you know, not only where I was, but just, just the magnitude of what was going on. I was involved in our, our tactical operations at the time. I was also the watch commander for the whole highway patrol as the executive chief and assistant commissioner fields office. So I was dealing with a lot just not only politically, tactically, and then also at the same time, while these guys would be off, I'd have to be at the Capitol and assist with their operations there. And they had up to 600 people a day there. Meanwhile, I'm making overtime and you're on salary. Right. And all I got to do is stand out there and shoot at people with a fucking big old rubber right. bullet. And I just like, yell. God, I'm yelling yelling at Yeah, I'd take my job over that. That was way better. <laughs> Your job was better. <laughs> I didn't get any overtime. <laughs> no overtime. I think I worked three years in that year, 2020, 21. Yeah. Three years. Three uh, years of hours? It's impressive. At least, at least. Yeah. yeah. No, you were like always there. I was always working. And when I wasn't there, I was working probably, and I, and I, I wouldn't wish this, you know, it was a super hard job. I, and the only people that understand it are the people that have worked it. But, you know, you're dealing with 109 offices and on call for all nine divisions. Um, it's never ending. I mean, there'll be nights where we, you know, have multiple shootings. Uh, you know, everything from people getting arrested on the department to whatever. You yeah. know? And then imagine that with riots throughout the state of California. Pretty like, much everywhere. Like it felt like the state was burning down. The state was. Yeah. Uh, it, How's it going now down there? That's not my problem. <laughs> uh, I expected. I, 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 I had a suspicion that would be your answer. Uh, you know, uh, I've, I've heard. Well, I think there's some. There's certainly some dynamics with uh, Hamas and what's happening um, oh. in the Palestinian. So I've heard as of late there's some of those kind of, and there's been um, counter protesters. So there's always the potential for counter protest right. issues. Um, mm. But I don't think it's the severity and the level of frequency that we had during those times. It was like, yeah, I can't quite put my finger because I mean we've been to dozens before that, that some were pretty legit, but there was an element of uh, violence and yes. anger at, at the, those protests riots in particular that we hadn't seen before. And I yeah. had that same feeling like, but they I were mostly like, peaceful. Oh yeah. So peaceful. I had that feeling like we were going to get shot with a rifle online. Yes. And, and, and we're super vulnerable to that. Like it'll go through anybody's vest. Like no, everyone's just wearing regular Kevlar. Right. right. Um, so I, like I had that feeling constantly, right? Especially when we were downtown, like the the rioters, like they were so bold. They were, you know they were doing sideshows in the cars, like right behind the other 
protesters. I mean, they're like right there doing this shit. They had no regard, like absolutely no regard for us. Like, so that, that feeling was definitely hanging over our heads big time, especially the night on uh, J street. When we were pushing, mm-hmm. that was a good night. Can amazing. you talk about that? Yeah, sure. I'll yeah, talk yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah, I'll, yeah. Talk, I'll, give, I'll give some what I feel like I can. Yeah. Um, so we had already Shit, been you're through, retired. Oh, yeah, that's, that's right. No, I mean, right? I, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I don't want to out anybody. <laughs> <laughs> no <laughs> names. that I would. Um, I actually kind of knew it was going that direction. We had already, I think that was after the jailbreak, right? Mm-hmm. We had already had a bunch of in, um, uh, people that were um, in the field. That the sheriff's office got overrun. And basically, they have a downtown jail, metropolitan jail, with a with a court in it. Um, it got bombarded. They broke in. Um, we went down to kind of help them push the line out. And it was, you could just see the veracity and the challenge we were dealing with. Everything was getting looted at the time. Um, all the major um, stores um, and Sacramento PD was doing their best. Um, I don't think they were as organized. Um, and they were like, we need everybody. So... I could take about, I think I took about half. I think we took a platoon, maybe more than a platoon, maybe three squads. Yeah. Um, and we got downtown and it was bad. Um, I remember right right after getting there, I had to have people on the cars so our cars didn't get blown up. And uh, we were walking down the main drag and every business is broken into. It's, it's bad. And the best way I can describe it is we were taking it from all four sides. So we had lines on all four sides, mixed lines, mm-hmm. Sacramento police department, Sacramento County Sheriff's office. And I picked up an officer who'd been hit in the testicles twice with a rock. Not me. Um, but it, from the police department, but like I didn't know him. Um, their commander was a little bit sideways. Um, not maybe experienced in that area. Clustered, clustered, flustered. Um, we talked about it later. She thanked me. Um, and I said, look, um, where's your chief? I go, I'm here. I go, I'm not just the highway patrol. Um, we need to make some serious decisions because your town's burning. And, um, so we kind of came up with a plan and, um, I think about right about that time, I think I took about an M80 over my head. Mm, I felt a percussion. People don't realize like that shit was scary. Like we were taking bombs, throwing legit bombs at us. And, yep. and who knows what they really were or right. if they were fireworks or if they were explosives. Um, and we were doing all we could just kind of hold it together. And at that time um, we decided to uh, use tear gas, which is very, you know, very specific conditions, wind condition. You have to look at where homes are and all that stuff. We were already using a lot of less lethal munitions, just trying to protect ourselves. And um, basically we shut it down at one point and it took that. And so, um, that was uh, like, <clears throat> so we had to mask up with our gas masks. And when you wear a gas mask with a helmet on top, it creates an immediate headache that is like so acute. It's amazing. How From fast. the weight? It's like the pressure on the temple. I don't oh, know yeah. what it is, dude. So it's like, it's like football clothes. Like you're wearing like as more than you are in football mm-hmm. with a gun belt. And you're, it's like a Teenage Mutant Ninja well, like, Turtle, yeah. but worse. So like an SCBA mask in the fire department. If, right. you, if you pull those too tight and it's pushing there, sure. that, yeah. it's like when, so you're, that, when you're fighting fire and you start getting a headache, it's mind-numbing. Yes. Yeah, like, it's, it's that. that. It's like so with sharp. With a helmet on, with it, a Kevlar yeah. helmet That Kevlar on, helmet pushes on it just right. Yeah. So anyway, like, we walked like, I don't know, a mile with that shit on the whole time. And we have units on all the sides, but they're up in the buildings. They're on the roofs, like throwing shit. It was pure chaos. And then I brought in another line of just kind of normal guys coming in the other way um, to kind of close it off. And that's how we 
yeah. basically shut it down. Yeah. I've got so many questions for you guys. Well, there's it, so many. The, and when we gassed, well, yeah. Uh, I quickly learned, and this was my maybe one of my favorite moments from the entire thing, is uh, when you throw gas out, mm-hmm. protesters immediately try to grab it and throw it back. Yeah. So well, Every you, video demonstrates that. <clears throat> yeah. So I quickly learned. You literally post up with the 40 millimeter, which is a, a rubber, it's shooting a rubber round for those that don't know. It's extremely, a big fat rubber. extremely painful. Don't you have a shell here? Uh, I do. We're on so, camera now. We can show them. Yeah, that's right. That's so it. that's the shell from, that's actually from the flashbang, but it's the same size. Um, it shoots a really large and rather heavy rubber bullet that. Um, it seems like it would hurt. It hurts bad. Yeah. Uh, so I'm posted up and it was a, this hippie chick. Mm. She grabbed at it first. And I popped her, and then, like, SAC PD unleashed holy hell on her with beanbag rounds and other 40 rounds. And it was like, I think she still thinks about that to this day. I'm sure she does. Never touch a gas round. Why would you do that? Yeah. Shouldn't have done it. Uh, But legitimately, like, that's a very hard object. When we throw them out, we skip them across the ground so someone doesn't get get it on the face. When they pick them up, they don't care, and they'll throw them at us Mm. and, like, could legit cause injury. We we spent. hours and hours and days and weeks training and training and that and that really came to fruition uh, multiple times and you can see the sophistication with our grenadier teams and all of our folks everybody knew what they were doing they had a job to do and you could see um the challenge and you could even see the progression of different agencies and not to talk badly um they have a lot going on they're short-staffed right it's hard to put out 100 people to have a training day i would imagine your average city or town has they just don't they can't do it yeah Yeah, it's hard. It's, it's almost impossible. Um, now, Sacramento County, um, when Trump was campaigning and he came to the Sacramento airport and that went sideways, and then they hadn't been deployed since the 80s. So there's you know a whole generation of people that have never mm. been involved in civil unrest, and then they really upped their game. They were wonderful partners. Mm. Um, I was just talking to a uh, former Sac County guy um, just last weekend, and he was just like, how well our relationship was. We both helped each other quite a bit. The, the PD was, you know, in a totally different political climate under different pressures. Yeah. Um, they almost lost one of their substations that first night. Wow. And uh, I walked into it. was on it. fire? Or? Well, I remember the, the crew kind of walked past us, and they were very volatile, and they called for help. I get down there, and I walked into the front of their substation, um, and uh, the protesters were raising a BLM flag, and um, I thought this place was going to burn. So... Anyways, I'm like, do you guys need our help? And they're like, no, we got it. They were totally, (laughs) totally overwhelmed. And there was thousands of people, probably 5,000 people and maybe 15 kind of admin officers out front of this place. Terrifying. And uh, we got in the back and um, called the fire department, basically, because we knew it wasn't going to go well. Shit's about to burn. Yeah. Yeah. it's, I've been impressed with some departments like Oakland. I mean, they, they do that shit like every weekend. Yeah. They're pretty good. I think, I mean, SAC really hadn't had anything like that right. either. And then their mayor, I'll say it, was like super liberal and like a turd. Sure. So he didn't want him <laughs> sure. to do anything. Isn't that the standard? You generally. But, yeah. city, city but I would say the local Stefan Clark stuff, I mean, they had a lot. Yeah. So, I mean, Good was, point. You know, the Stefan Clark and all the city stuff that happens because they, you know, up until the Capitol property. You guys want a banquet theirs. beer? Sure. Why not? Seth, you I'm not, I'm not there yet. But okay. A banquet yeah. beer. That's what they are. It's a yellow, it's a yellow jacket. <laughs> Best beer on earth. You got to do it, I guess. Hey, Coors, we're taking Cheers. sponsors, by the Cheers. way. Yeah. Cheers, Tony. And and Bullet Bourbon, my favorite bourbon. It's bourbon for 
the working class man. Bourbon and beer. Yeah, Delicious. it's a good mix. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. um, man, that's good. Yeah, man. Uh, what was I going with that? Something about can I ask questions? Yeah, 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 yeah. Why doesn't it's first question? Why doesn't California employ the rooftop Koreans? Ah, uh, the from, one, from, from like Rod, the Rodney, Rodney King, King days. Those Korea town. Those guys all got on the roof. Oh, and started yeah. shooting. Like, I was in there. Too, why is why is that not a like why are the people we had not them like that at anymore? the Capitol, but they're a lot more low key. Yeah, and they're yeah. a lot more um, deadly. Deadly. So we did have. Um, there's certain places where you always had overwatch. There were certain places when I kept it. So they had like, um, you know, they had full on scouts, people on bikes with radios, uh, uh, yeah. communication devices. And I've so heard that. I, I mean, there's a lot of that going on. Um, and they were pretty easy to identify, but I would work on always having as much overwatch as I could within reason. You know, we were, right people. we were lucky. I mean, we almost always had a helicopter or a plane overhead, right? Generally. Did you get, are there any drones? No, we weren't allowed to run drones. Um, did, did you have a direct satellite or not satellite, but downlink from the much of the time air? So you, I feel like I saw a screen one time and I could see, yeah, we had like a, I mean, they had a, um, I forgot what they called it, but anyways, it looked like a, like almost like a game device and I could see it was, um, uh, was I, it infrared too. infrared, yeah. um, you know, and from their FLIR and, you know, I could see it was downlink is what it was called. That's it. Um, but it wasn't very operational as a, a lot of times it was from planes. So mm-hmm. a lot of it was planes and they'd be way up and you wouldn't see the plane, but I was getting good video. But, um, honestly, you know, at my level, um, a lot of it was gut intuition, um, kind of what crowd behavior was. Mm-hmm. Um, I was actually getting too much information because I would get 15 calls at a time. And sometimes that caused confusion because I would get, you know, Hey, we need help with the capital. I'm like, well, how bad is it? Cause we're, if we go in, there's nobody else. Did you and have we, some type of command post or? Yes. Oh yeah. But what, I, um, I've always been the kind of leader that needed to be there to make the assessments Mm -hmm. on scene. Um, and I wasn't willing to, uh, not go through what any of my people would go through. So a lot of times these guys would have to pull me back, unfortunately. Yeah. You were always out there. I don't even know how you got the, I don't even know how your phone, I don't even understand that. And so like, you know, the whole time I'm in a protest, I'm getting 25 phone calls and I'm not answering it. Mm. Um, so like the intelligence is particularly in that because it was so massive and so much going on. Like I had to cut off the other parts of the state when I wasn't in the uh, assistant commissioner field role because I was just getting so much. So I'm like, you deal with intelligence. Like we got somebody in the real time crime center over here and so, you know, but for me personally, like it was overwhelming because I couldn't deal with all that traffic. So it was very kind of like, you know, this is what I see. This is what we're going to do. And, you know, like one point um, I made it very clear to the Capitol captain at the time, as well as the commissioners. I'm like, look, don't call me unless it goes full south the capital because I can't like we're doing too much out here. Like yeah. uh, there's too much going on. And at one point they're like, we need you. We need you. So in my mind, um, and people laugh about this to this day. Um, is this the nine one? This, 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 this was the nine one. This is like, this we're hitting the big red button. Such a great right? moment, by this the way. Is this, this is, and, and um, so what <laughs> happens is I, in my mind, because of those several dialogues, now I'm getting like 15 different calls from different managers, like, we need you here. We need you here, but they're all different places. How far spread apart? Um, within blocks, but you got to imagine there's 20,000 protesters right. at this time. So you can't move. And there's already a massive contingent of resources deployed to the Capitol that were not us. 
And so I'm like, this is all bad. I go, I'm coming in hot. Like if you're doing this and I'm like, every car needs to be code three, every car lights and siren. And we go down, we're going the wrong way basically. And, uh, the lead car, I won't say his name, <laughs> makes a right hand turn right into the crowd. And one of the commissioners is just screaming at me, um, get out of there, get out of there. And so we, we did, we turned every car around, um, we held them off, and so did the, the oh, people at the Capitol. I'll we, interject here for a moment okay, from my very low standpoint here yes, on this sir. one. We got go briefed ahead. on this one, and it was like, hey, if we get this call, the big red button has been pushed. We need to roll in there like all shit's broke, all hell's They're broken. They're burning loose. the Capitol. Yeah, and we're going to jump out of these cars, and you're going to start sending flashbangs over their heads and doing what you got to do. Right. So we're like, oh, fuck yeah, here we go. Like We're smoking. We're, we're rolling in hot. And we all get out of the car and I'm like, I'm literally safety's off. I'm ready to pop one of these. And I look to my left and I see the commissioner of the highway patrol, the number one dog <laughs> screaming and he takes his helmet off and he throws it on the ground. I'm like, what's going on here? And then I got the word, don't get back in your cars and get out. And I was like, thank God. I like right. my finger. I was putting pressure on that trigger. I was like, here we go. So then, then I'm told to go to this other location. I get to that other location. It's being <laughs> overwhelmed by protesters. <laughs> And then they're like, come over to this, some come over to this building. And I'm like, and I'm hearing from, you know, there's no chain of command because 20 different people that are, our leaders are calling me help us. And they didn't need help for the record. And, um, so we finally get there and I'm like, what? I'm like, they're gone. Like, what, what was that for? Uh, so I was a little frustrated that day. I'll put it that way, but there's you know, like I mean, everybody, there's a lot going on. And, uh, one thing I will say though is, is, uh, I saw the commissioner behind the scenes, uh, which commissioner Stanley, um, make some incredible decisions. Um, maybe some that I wouldn't make, but I saw him do things that I was like, wow, I would have never thought that man. That's good. And in a challenging time, he was 60 years old at the twilight of his career going through that. And I felt for him. And one of the sweetest people reaches out to me this day. Um, and, and guys didn't have perspective of that. And I wish they did. Yeah. 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 You know, we don't see that side of it. Like right. it's a totally different game. You know, we're just, it's different being the soldier from the, the, the leader. It's like, it's, it's easy. Yeah. Honestly, it's easier. Yeah. Right. There's a lot of stress. Like I said, you're, you're worried <laughs> there, about there are everything, but it's simpler know. decisions maybe. Yes. Right. Cause I'm um, like, go to that line handle. You yeah. Know, I'm like, okay. I'll do what you can. Oh, I'm going to go stand on that rock pile. Oh, there's right. a guy throwing a bottle. I'm going to shoot him. Right. With a rubber round. And that's good to go. Like, I know that's within my, my rights and my, right. my policy. So I'm good. Yeah. yeah easy. I, I get that. Same on the, on my side of the house, you know, yeah. fire guys, some big massive scenes unfolding like a factory fire or natural disaster or something. And our, our staff, our officers are, there's a lot of weight on their shoulders, you know, sure. if, if they tell us to go do something and then it, that results in an injury or a death. And absolutely. I mean, massive. you gotta be very concerned about the, the civilians. You got some really bad apples. Um, you had some really dangerous people that surveilled us that ended up getting in shootings and killed an officer. Um, you know, we wow. had, we had some really challenge, like some really bad people. And then there's a lot of people that are out there just to demonstrate and, and exercise their rights. And we had to make sure that they're protected as well. That's the challenge is like, that's the challenge is, and I think that's where our team was extremely good is, is restraint. And that's 90% of that job is, is knowing how to just take it. You're just taking all that bad energy right. and it's fucking tiring. Like, I mean, uh, we would rotate guys on the front because the front line guys, I was a grenadier, so I was not on the front line. Um, those guys take the verbal abuse, like it's, it's hard exhausting. to watch. It's hard to watch sometimes. Yeah. 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 And it's it, like and all the video clips you see them getting 
spit on and stuff yeah. thrown at like piss bottles thrown at sure. them and we that had that stuff. we had yeah, guys like thrown urine on them my, my boy peachy sorry bro peaches so, um leads me to my second question <clears throat> yeah was the rumors the internet rumors tr- true about um like people staging pallets of bricks and things like things to oh, yeah. harm or injure you everything yeah. we saw I mean, that on all of them and and we had different uh, tactics to kind of deal with that. We started uh, realizing that when they beehived up and you have, you know, 2,000 people, but it would manifest so quickly and it would manifest by the internet and um, come to find out through my other background in Homeland Security stuff, um, we would even get, some of that was even foreign influenced. So you'd have foreign influenced people from different countries that would manifest, you know, a BLM protest or whatever type protest um, and they would, and people would just show up. And if you remember that one that I think amazed me was at the mayor's house mm. and we were like pretty much called off and I'm like, you know what? I feel something. And, uh, within about 10 minutes, we had three or 4,000 people laying in the street, um, kind of doing like a die in or whatever. But you know, that was incredible about how fast that manifested. Mm. I don't know if I answered your question. Yeah, you did. Um, said so you said yes. So, yeah, I mean, we saw that in, even in Cleveland, you went to Cleveland, right? I did not. That was well, post uh, the Trump thing, and I was oh, kind of I was that's right. yeah I was in that a brief little, period yeah. where you got so I, I, I've, I've had a lot of controversy. <laughs> put it that way. We, we lived in Tennessee for a few years, and, and I've told Seth this. I I vividly remember just somehow like first responder stuff comes to my YouTube because you know, that's sure my background, and like I show my, I show the kids fire videos and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but back then, the these videos popped up of all these riots in Berkeley, like 2014, 15, 16, around that time frame. When all the, and I was oh, watching. We were there. We were there. I know. I was watching this stuff, and these, like, massive groups of people were legit just beating the shit out of each other in the streets. And I was like, what? what's going on out there? Why, why is California melting down? Because it, it wasn't just one. It was. Well, you had, I think at the time, you had uh, University, Cal Berkeley, and you had, you know, people were fired up on Ben Shapiro, Milo Yiannopoulos. We had uh, lots of yep, multiple all those guys were traveling around. Yeah, and so you know, no one wanted to hear anybody then, and still don't. Um, I don't know. I think that's a it's a pretty politically contentious area. Mm-hmm. But, so why um, don't you hear about Cal- like Cali style riots in other places? It's mm. a good question. It's pretty rare. Huh? I mean, you do, um, and I think there's mm-hmm. a lot of restrictions. Um, and I was on the. Uh, it was a, basically a board to kind of deal with crowd control post-George Floyd that I was with, um, with some of the best law enforcement people I've ever met, um, to kind of deal with that. But a lot of it's laws in California. Like one of the laws that was crazy that came post-George Floyd was allowing basically anybody with an Instagram account is media and can be in the command post. <laughs> so that was a law. And, and even, even I have friends that are in the media um, so they get a press badge for having pretty much. And so wow. now your now your command post is sabotaged, but then you have issues that are, um, what do you mean in, you mean at or inside, they can be inside the command post, but then that's also contradictory. If you have Klutz data up or something like that, or something that's, um, you know, PII. So the laws that came out, that's a lot law. of them got killed. Yeah. There were a lot of, a lot of those, a lot of that legislation got killed, but there was a lot of it that made law enforcement much more vulnerable. And yeah, I, I could sure. That. Well, you know, I'm from Florida, you know that. In Florida, they have um, very aggressive policing. Yes. Florida does not mess around. Like You don't you do not do bad things down there or <clears throat> they're coming for you. County, right? them sure. county like, boys going to lump you up. Well, like Grady yeah. Judd and um, 
What's the guy's Characters. name? Characters. Uh, Mike, what's his name from Daytona, city of Daytona? He's, I think he's a sheriff for Volusia now. The, like the, the famous sheriffs down there that are on the news for their little quips, right. those guys, they don't, they don't mess around. And the whole state's like that. But so seeing all this stuff on the West Coast, or specifically California, happen, and, or Georgia is the same way. You know, like a year or two ago, those riots where they tried to, Antifa showed up and tried to uh, burn down that new police training center outside of Atlanta. Georgia was like, no. Right. We're not doing this. I think, you know, it's a, it's a really good question. And I think a lot of that has to do with, um, you know, and I've spent a lot of my career traveling the country, not just in California, both with fusion centers and, um, uh, you know, even what I do now, um, I've spent a lot of time dealing with, you know, one of my best friends is a retired Lieutenant Colonel from uh, New Jersey state police. And the job is the same, but it's so different culturally. And when you go to different places, Ohio, when you go to Georgia, you go to the South, you go right. to Louisiana, um, things that they would do routinely um, in California would be terminated. So, like, you see that, and a lot of it's kind of just because of that culture of that area. You know, it's very different depending on what state you go into and what tolerance or what kind of law enforcement they want and support. Mm. Yeah, so... Um that one sheriff I mentioned, Grady Judd, he's a yeah, sheriff. You've heard of him, right? Oh yeah. oh, yeah. I just watched a video of him, like, I think yeah. last night. <laughs> that, that fam- his most famous clip is the one where he said we ran out of bullets, right? That's right. You know that one? Classic. It's just right. like, yeah. Why, That's good stuff. Why doesn't everywhere do this? Like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think, you know, I think in California, you know, there's been a lot of different issues that have happened. There was the, you know, the Rodney King riots. Mm-hmm. Um, you had all these different things and kind of on the backdrop of that, there was kind of a softening. You have decriminalization, you have legalization, um, a variety of different aspects and that kind of, you know, cold things. And, and, and I think that too assertive law enforcement can also cause issues too. Right. You know, you have that issue and it causes an upheaval um, so with the I, community. So I do think Florida overall is too aggressive. Like they, right. they push the limits and there's a, there's a lot of litigation that comes out of there because they go too far. That's the thing. It's um, like, you know, you can get yourself tied up in courts um, and then you get people that, overdo it right like you have certain places where one of the things i think that california does right is you know the high patrol isn't making money from traffic stops it all goes into the local community oh well and so that has caused problems um i've seen analysis on different um i think it was mike brown and um where where you have like you know communities that are writing tickets to people in each town so they'll write and the the town is benefiting from that Mm. right it's so different Interesting. So, like, you'll have, you know, officers that are they'll write the same fix-it ticket as this guy goes through six little, you know, areas, causes a lot of problems, or even how they deal with an officer-involved shooting, leaving a, a body out or something like that. Like, mm. those those kind of things, you know, really challenge communities. Um, so, I don't, I don't. there's no specific answer to that. All I can say is that what I see is that law enforcement kind of replicates either from a policy level or just a cultural level to wherever they're at. Mm-hmm. Okay. Are you worried about like, uh, I know you have ties to the fusion center and terrorist stuff, like the amount of, can uh, we explain that? So good idea. Yeah. So fusion centers were created post nine 11. Right. Um, they're all threats, all crimes. A lot of it has to do everything from natural disasters, counterterrorism, domestic terrorism, transnational crime. Um, and I was the, uh, for a period of time I was in the state fusion center for California as the director. Um, and I really didn't know a lot about them until I got in them. And um, a lot of it, most of them, you know, there's, I think, 78 some odd fusion centers. They're all in a National Fusion Center Association, which I'm still connected to. 
my good friend, uh, Mike Senna is the president out of San Francisco. Um, and what these, what these are is, all, it's funny, I think it was Jesse Ventura said they were underground cities, so I always think about that. <laughs> but they're not. <laughs> no. They're not. What they're doing is they're collecting information, usually information um, from tactical level, like we have this threat, like you've heard of a suspicious activity reporting. Mm-hmm. Information comes in, it could go into the federal system or it could go to local law enforcement, depending on what the issue is. Um, and then they aggregate data, um, everything from, you know, uh, public information to even high side data, uh, to kind of have the best analysis of those threats. And then there's also centers that like, which I ran, which are completely different that did strategic intelligence and strategic intelligence is a whole other, mm. uh, vocabulary and a different, uh, so what my job was to do is to provide context to what all the local fusion centers were doing in California. There's six in California and to basically analyze and have very smart people, much smarter than I am to provide uh, data and strategic intelligence products to everything from at the time, the attorney general was Kamala Harris uh, to provide context on maybe something like transnational crime. What, you know, and it could be a high side. It could be a classified document. It could be um, more low level, you know, what does uh, drug labs look like in the state of California or, and so what that does is it allows the policymakers, the governor, whoever to fund those problems based upon that intelligence sourcing. Boom. That's what I did. Sounds for fun. a number of years. Sounds fancy. It's super fancy. So a lot of, a lot of vocabulary. Uh, with that, like, is there a concern in the state of California with, you know, the, the border issues and like who's coming over are they watching that or is that more of a national thing? Well, Federal. I think uh, California definitely has separated the role of, you know, like law for local law enforcement, state law enforcement cannot do, um, you know, immigration or uh. border patrol. But then you have the whole issue of transnational crime. Something that really, really bothers me personally to this day is that, and I, and I talk about this all the time. If you want to ask me one thing that frustrates me to no end is that, you know, the b- leading cause of death right now is 18 to 45 is fentanyl. Mm. Right. I just went to a fentanyl conference for my, uh, the company that I work for. Um, it's, it's incredibly tragic. People are dying more than traffic collisions, more than anything else. Really? 18 to 45 is fentanyl from my understanding. Damn. And the sad part is we're not doing enough to stop it. Right. And that's it's national policy, whatever that is. Um, and that's just horrific because I look at what used to be, you know, when I started in the sheriff's office, I used to work for Tulare County Sheriff's office. That's where I started. And I worked in, the, in jail and we used to send people to, deport them basically after they'd bail out. They were criminals, you know, they were either arrested or they were bailing out or they were, you know, they weren't just being released because they were innocent or whatever. I mean, they're innocent until proven guilty, but these people were in some kind of a, in the grease and they were deported. And then that, you know, that no longer exists. And there's also no treatment um, methodology for these people that are homeless. So most of them are on fentanyl. It's a drug problem, not just a housing. It's primarily a drug problem. And, the problem is that these people have less resources. Drug rehabs are closing because there's no drug court anymore. When you'll be able to put people and, and get them into, they would be, you know, charged for something. And a lot of times their charge, their cases would be either dropped or minimized because they go to treatment. Now there's no, there's no way to get these people help. And so the, it's just know, wide open. It's a wide open. And, and these people are literally dying daily. And yeah. it's, it's absolutely the saddest, most like horrific thing I think I've seen in my whole career. Yeah, I uh, I was talking to a trooper up here recently, and he was saying that like everything is fentanyl now, like no other drug. I mean, everything it's it's taken our, over. Our friend, yeah, the trooper, so, or somebody else? Uh, 
Uh, it's, no, not that guy. Different guy. Um, and I'm like, man, that's weird. Like when I was working the road, which wasn't that long ago, right? It was like meth. It wasn't. I don't. Even, I don't think I ever came across fentanyl. Um, and now it's like that's everything. Well, and these kids are taking things they don't think are fentanyl when they're dying. I had, yeah. I had a friend of mine's son who, you know, basically blue lined and they brought him back, saved him. So but I mean, just like you know, pills or whatever. It's in. It's in. Well, a they lot think they're taking shit. a volume or something, yeah. or. That's or crazy. something like that, and it's 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 a fentanyl. I saw a thing. This is on social media, so who knows if it's true? But it must be true. Well, I guess there's the it's like a scam or a way to rob people. You're they lace a hundred dollar bill with fentanyl and stick it in the windshield wipers. And yeah, wow. So people grab it out like, oh, somebody left me a hundred bucks, and then they follow them, and whenever wow. whenever it happens, they just take all their <laughs> stuff. That's that's shitty. Is that wow. have you heard Do of that? Kill them. I haven't heard of that, but what I have heard of is a lot of like the perfect crime is always raiding a drug. It was like a drug grow or a, a, you know, like back in the day when there was meth labs, when I worked in the central Valley, Oh yeah, um, they would rob those places, steal all their money. And that was a common crime as they did. They dumped dope all over the ground mm. and they wouldn't call law enforcement. But yeah. you had that a lot in the central Valley, like these drug houses that were raided, ripped we had, off. They had a lot in Florida too. There's yeah. a few of the, a couple of the central Florida counties traded every year for the, um, like the most meth labs per county or whatever. Right. Yeah. So that was a common thing. Cause it's right in the center and you can, you can traffic east to west, north to south um, more easily than other parts of Florida. Sure. Well, in, in the South, like, I mean, they've had, you know, the whole Oxycontin uh, mm. prescription drug thing was bigger down there than oh, Florida was a pill mill. Yeah. Cause you could get, you could go urgent care to urgent care or whatever to whatever. They weren't tracking the scripts. Nobody right? knew people right. would come from all over the country right. and just, quite literally do a lap around Florida, start at Jacksonville, go down all the way, come back up through Tampa. And Jared, that was other states too, right? Not just, not just Florida, right? Yeah. It's, it's based on your state laws and Florida had the most lax at the time. But a lot of the South, right? Like I've yeah, heard yeah, the South used a lot of, a lot of that going yeah, on. Jump. Louisiana, Mississippi, uh, yep. Georgia. I think, I think Tennessee wasn't as bad. Um, the Carolinas weren't as bad. It's horrible. But Florida, you could go to every urgent care, spend two weeks just driving through Florida right. and get a prescription and every bottle's full. Right. And then go back to New Jersey or wherever you're from and sell it. And then that's a yeah. lot of what, you know, fast forward, this is, you know, then they, those people got shut down on their Oxycontin or whatever they were taking. And then they got into heroin and now it's fentanyl. I mean, yeah. it's like, it's like these people are just, you know, degraded and devolved yeah. and it's sad. It's pretty wild. Super it's horrible. Yeah. It's super sad. Yeah. That's nasty. I was talking that trooper I was talking to, he said that, uh, well, one at North Idaho, the 90 corridor is is a huge mm-hmm. trafficking mm-hmm. From, right. wa- from Washington drugs and, and to humans points east yes sure um, but he's seen lately now we've got a couple of homeland friends you should meet those guys oh yeah yeah sure yeah it'd be good uh, he's saying now they're they're actually routing around <laughs> North Idaho and going down through Boise because they've been so effective up here with yeah, the good. interdiction I'm like oh, fuck yeah like, awesome that's good to go I see those guys sitting. I see them on the freeway a lot. I see the sheriff sitting on the freeway a lot too, yeah. like the canine. So I'm thinking that's what he's doing. We just watched a video of one of our friends the other day. I, oh. I, ISP doesn't mess around. <laughs> yeah, we had that's a good. We'll, send a, that, we'll send that to you. A sergeant we know in ISP, and there's a great pursuit video uh, where he ends up shooting the tires out of a car. Wish I could have done that. Yeah, I know. It was like, hell yeah. And uh, like, yeah, that's some Florida man stuff. It was Florida man <laughs> stuff. They end up like getting this dude in custody and he's on video and he's like, anybody got a dip? And it's like, that's fucking awesome. <laughs> it's like North Idaho, man. Yeah. That's some, that's, that's like some a good pursuit. Deputy yeah. shit. Yeah. It was a long one. It was the best. 
Yeah. I do miss that a little bit. Do you? I mean, I'm, I like pursuits. I don't know why. I just I always made me. I'm, I'm, you're always I'm, worried about I'm what a happened. nervous Nelly dude yeah I, you know what like early on in my career we, like, we had an issue are you saying you're scared of pursuits uh well and here's the deal my all mind, these all this time I thought you were a hero it's so always no, the no win it's always the no win my mind starts analyzing too much kidding, I have I'm too creative early on in my career we had an issue with valve stems on these tires flying out at on speed Ford Explorers or what? uh it, they were Crown Vicks at the time awesome. it, it's low bid tires <laughs> so I had a I had yes like I had a I had a, a several flats at eighty plus and like it's not an immediate blowout but it's scary. fast enough where you're like oh shit yeah and ever since then I was like I don't fucking trust these things man right so you're doing a buck well 20. that's the thing like you lose a tire you lose a you're left done. front tire or done you know and then you yeah. know the you know who knows about you know that's why a lot of agencies don't pursue anybody anymore yeah. because you know the potential for a collision and you have to be very concerned about that depending on traffic and yeah. so like pursuits in town for me were fun because you're not you know 50 60 but you're doing a lot of turns that shit's fun. right on the freeway when you're doing buck 20 and you're like on a two-lane road like right. 70 and you're like right. this soccer mom's coming the other way and i'm right. chasing That's this scary. fucker at 120 i'm like yeah. i don't want anything to do with that no. what about your boy uh brandon we had him on uh, that oh, shootout. Yeah, yeah he had That's a hell of a shootout you had you one that was too i had a big shooting yes. well, yeah. I was i was the driver and you had a, it was a running gun, a gun, running gun battle, right? So it was a running gun battle. Yep. Yeah. Um, so I was, it was in 2003, I think it was in March. It was right after, um, uh, one of the Iraq wars, desert storm. It wasn't desert storm, but it was in 2003. One of the Iraq wars was kicking off and my, we had a bunch of people working. I worked at gang detail at the time, but my partner and I, Felix, who I think, you know, mm. um, yeah. we get in a little pursuit. It wasn't really a little pursuit and people talk about this a lot. Um, is it case law? It's close. Um, <laughs> we'll just say it was a 45 mile crime scene. Um, and that's a pretty, lot of, a lot of rounds. That's a long way. Cars. That's a spread. We had just got some M 16s. I think they were like from Vietnam era. Oh yeah. The <laughs> old we weren't really ones. trained on them. Right. And we had very little training because this ward started. So we had like 12 hour shifts, mandatory working. Uh, we get in a little try to make a traffic stop and my partner and I were pretty busy. And so we weren't used to anything. So anyway, it goes into pursuit. We start taking some rounds into our car and then some girls jump out about 50 miles an hour. Oh, oh. And then of the car you're chasing. Yes. Not your car. And then some other people get behind us and then there's a, we're basically out in the middle of nowhere. So my partner starts shooting back, which is the right thing to do where we were. Um, anyways, that'd be fun. It was it not was getting not shot at, but shooting back would be I fun. I think we took eight. I think Seems I took like, eight rounds in front of me. Yeah, that sucks. And through the ra I mean, I had no idea. I knew that. I I'd heard around hit the uh, radiator housing and like kind of bounce off the window, mm. so I knew that was around. What do you do? You remember what caliber? You mean they, they don't they don't have the movie little? <laughs> no, no, and I don't. The pistol or rifle? I think he was with a pistol. Yeah, might have been. It might. It sounded like a cannon, but it might have been a nine millimeter. Yeah, uh, that's what it felt like. <laughs> That'll do the trick. Was, yeah, you, like your you know your it's vision enough. and your your hearing kind of changes. Um, anyways, he goes up on the freeway, then starts going the wrong way, and um, he almost takes out. What we didn't know is this assistant chief's family oh. and was trying to basically hit cars as he was going the wrong way on the freeway. And I was with the high patrol at this time. And, um, but it was good cause I was in the County where I had worked before. Mm. So that was nice. And anyway, anyways, he goes uh, head on with this other vehicle. Another shooting goes down. Um, he's a third striker under the influence of methamphetamine, not going back. And, uh, one officer basically shot him. I believe it was, it's one of those numbers I'll never forget. Ninety-four feet away, um, headshot, headshot, and then I ran up and uh, removed the weapon from the guy's hands. Oh, they're gonna say just put two in his head. And no, he was, he, yeah. was he was he was he wasn't doing well. He was right. smoking. 
and um, <laughs> like the hole in his head was smoking. literally yeah. yeah I've seen that with deer but not a human and we tried to you know provide uh, life saving measures and it didn't work out it's for him. Yeah. yeah I'm doing CPR I've seen smoking humans <laughs> but it wasn't from gunshots yeah. <laughs> it was a long night that's a long night it was a long night oh it, shit yeah how many rounds from us what total? Know. Well, you know the nice part when I think you're involved Brandon's in something was, was like, like that, two thousand. It was a crazy. No, nothing yeah. like that. I, I know that we had shell casings. Um, my partner reloaded a, f- a few times, and there was another. Um, as he passed some other officers, um, one of the officers actually recruited me. The high patrol, they had shot at him. I think he got shot in the leg. The suspect right. at that point. The f- and the other officer who was uh, holding the M16 or AR dropped the magazine because he wasn't used to it, uh, you know, so yeah. unfortunately. So I don't even know, to be honest. I, I remember he, the suspect was very close to killing a guy I worked with at the sheriff's office with, too. He pulled up right next to him. I could see him just shooting. Oh, man. So I don't even know. Um, I wasn't involved. I was removed. I yeah. was on a CTO for a while. Or I was off duty for a while. Admin. But he's dead now, so we don't yeah, he didn't, know. It didn't work out for him. Good. Yeah, and there was no, there was no, the public was very supportive of us after what happened. Well, that was like, that was like, what, a couple years post 9-11, so people still liked us Well, they tried to kill pretty much everybody on the freeway. Yeah. So he was trying to hit, like he was, he wasn't just going the wrong way on the 99, he was trying to hit people. Yeah, fuck them. Yeah, didn't work out. Yeah, we had our our friend Brandon on, he was one of my classmates, um, and he had a hell of a running gun battle too. It was like 2,000 rounds. Wow. Down, yeah, down south. It was a lot, yeah. <laughs> How was he packing that many rounds? Like, was that uh, a suspect? Both, it rounds? was both ways. Suspect wow. had, uh, I think he said an AK and <laughs> a shit ton of mags and was just dumping them out. I'm the going to pull up the episode up because I think that was the title, wasn't it? <clears throat> yeah, it was like 2,000 rounds fired or Holy something. Holy crap. Yeah. Poor guy. Yeah, Brandon just retired because he got, uh, he, oh, he's been in some wrecks. Uh, but he, um, shout been, out, shout out, buddy. Destroyed. I know he's going to listen to this. He was in motor school, and another dude wrecked into him and shattered his ankle, and oh, he's man. never recovered. They had to fuse his ankle. It, it looks like a, a Frankenstein. Yeah, it's pretty rough. Sorry, buddy. And um, yeah, yeah, it's hard, man. It's I mean, hard yeah. seeing guys go through that, that. dude. Like, yeah, he it's gave a lot. He gave a much. lot. Yeah, some people. Uh, it's like my friend uh, Jason just texted me. He's retiring, and he has a medical. A legit medical issue, and um, but I remember when I was a young officer, I'm like, how is this guy still working? Because he got hit by a deuce, yeah, and couldn't even walk, yeah. And there he's still working, like his knee was gone, and somehow they later on fixed it. And like, but I remember his boots just wearing down wrong, oh, and yeah. I'm like, this guy's been way through way too much. <clears throat> there, you there know? are like There's a lot know, of people like that. A lot. I see a lot of these guys that I mean, well, you made it the whole time, but like a lot of like the older guys in the retiree group that were in like, you know, 30 <laughs> years, but they've been retired 30 years too. But right, but they're like. They're all they're broken pretty bad. Oh sure, pretty bad. Like yeah, they've all got something. A lot of the guys that were motors and they crashed, you know, ten times and numerous surgeries. Sure. And I'm like, damn, like that's that's sacrifice, right? Huge I mean, sacrifice. Just not, not not including the mental sacrifice right. and the amount of you know just hyper vigilance that you go through. Yeah. Still learning yeah. how to deal with that. Oh, I was going to ask how you long? about that. I did uh, 29 years. Now, how long have you been done? Uh, one year. So oh, I, just, yeah. I stopped working. You still got it. Then. I think it was uh, September. And I retired in November. Jared, Jared and I talk about that a lot. We have a lot of, like, we talk with other people about that a lot, too. There's yeah. a lot of guys retire and come up here, and then it's like, you know, we'll meet them a couple months after they retired, and that transition is hard. It is hard. Yeah. It is, yeah. To me, it's been liberating because the amount of responsibility that I had. Uh, yeah. But it's also a challenge, right? Like, you're like, you know, I spent 29 years of my life, and 25 of that, you know, or, you know, I've been married to my wife for 
you know, the poor things I put through her through and not being in being gone all the time. Now we're together all the time. Right. She tired of you. Yes. No, no, she's perfect. (laughs) That's a big, that's a big change, right? But it's a big change. And and then to not have those kind of like, you know, like I have a, like my, my friend Ray, who's one of my dearest friends in in New Jersey, he retired four years and then went back in and he's running a a very difficult town to run, Mm. um, as, as the police director there. Um, and so people lose that, especially the higher level people lose that like significance factor of yeah. what they're doing. And that's a challenge for me. Luckily I work for a company that, um, I wasn't looking to work. They found me and, um, it's been great because I still feel like I'm able to serve in a different way and to make people safer and communities safer. And that's been kind of like, it's been a nice, cause I'm, you know, I'm supposed to work a few, you know, 20 hours a month or something. I end up doing more, but what they're doing is so cool and changing lives and saving lives. Yeah. And so I feel like I'm involved, but not involved. I don't have the same kind of level of stress. Yeah. You know, we should talk about that a little bit. Okay. Yeah, I think it's the company. Cool. Yeah. Let's do it. It's yeah. pretty cool. Um, so flock safety is what I work for. F L O K F L O C K. Like flock of birds. Okay. Yep. And they, this company started a few years ago. They, they came up with a new kind of license plate reader format with, by taking a picture of the back of the car, these guys invented it. They produced it, and it's probably the fastest growing law enforcement government technology agency there is um, to where they sell to hundreds of cities every quarter. Um, the company's gone from 80 to about 800 people in just a few years. What, um, what makes it better than, like, the traditional LPRs that we used in our patrol cars? So one thing that I think that, and, and not to, I think that, like, the original founders of the LPRs came up with some incredible ideas and things like that. I think what license plate reader. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Sorry. Yeah. So people, it's different. Watchers don't know what we're saying. Yeah. Yeah, License plate readers and also acoustic shooting detection. Um, so where we can triangulate where shootings happen in high crime areas. Um, that's freaking cool. It's cool. And then also an operating system on top of that. So it started out in, so basically, um, Garrett Langley, who's the CEO of the company, he's a young man. I think he's still in his 30s. I wish I was as smart as Garrett. Damn. Anyways, he got his car burglarized in Atlanta. and Shocker. Like, yeah. And he's like, well, did you, can you do anything about this? And they're like, well, where's your evidence? So he basically invented his own, it's almost like a trail camera with a solar camera and a cell phone all in one. And currently we produce, or I think I think Flock cameras get about, um, I want to say between 7 to 10 billion pictures a week of vehicles, um, which is more than Instagram. Where do they, where do these cameras live? They live all over the place. So they started out in homeowners associations. Um, they are now law enforcement agencies by them. They're in commercial, some commercial, um, what the difference is that also shares with law enforcement. But what I think that flock does better is privacy. And so, so like, like what I'm saying is so like the old, the old license plate readers companies would know that like Jared's driving the car. We don't do that. We don't store anything. We don't store PII. What we do is we... What's PII? Personal identifying information. So what we do is we give law enforcement the tools. They have to have a right and need to know what they're looking for. There has to be a case number. There has to... It's it's completely transparent. You have a case number, you know, a stolen car, and you have like for sale a a digit 
in the license plate, and it's a black Nissan Rogue, but it has a bumper sticker. So the old license plate readers used to get the license plate. What we get is a picture of the back of the car, and then that we can basically figure out. You Instead of stopping seven black Nissan Rogues that have been involved in a bank robbery, you know exactly what car it is. You have Almost definitively picture. because you have a picture of it leaving that bank and then down the street um, right away. And so this thing is responsible, from my understanding, 7 to 10% of all crime is right. And a major crime is resolved using the flock right now. That's insane. It's so insane. Where if law enforcement or a city or county buys this, where do they put it? They can put it um, anywhere, pretty much. I mean, it, like at, it, at an intersection on a building. Yeah, like usually they're intersections. Like, yeah, are, how big they, is the, it's, the unit? It's, it's not that big. It's I don't know, maybe a foot high. Okay. Um, there's different types of systems. Everything from like if you had a business and you had, um, like I think right now, and we can even kind of put it in between behind other systems that are sophisticated enough to well, be able so to do that. So could like a could a private company buy it? Like. Um, yes. Like Alltel Stadium or whatever. Yes. And schools, a lot of school safety. Yeah. So like the difference is like, just say you have a threat and law enforcement knows it's a threat. Flock's not going to know that. The business won't even know that. But just say you have a threat coming in, law enforcement is going to be notified that, you know, this kid's, this guy's coming into, you know, this car that we're watching that's been involved in maybe, you know, ideology or some kind of terrorist ideology <laughs> is coming a certain way. So it, it, You'll, you'll know that this car, because law enforcement has that kind of tied in, so they get it on their phone right away that this person's coming through this area. All right, how... <coughs> so Seth and I... Jared, Jared gets we, nervous. We about talk it. about this. And yeah. it's good. How it's does this valid. not accelerate the surveillance state? So this is less than a ring camera, for the most part. Um, it takes what do you mean less still, than? So, Cost? No, no. Like what I'm saying is like your ring camera, you're getting sound. Mm-hmm. You're getting streaming video. For the most right. part... Flock is just taking pictures of cars. Is it AI driven? There's machine learning behind it. Hmm. But the privacy aspect is very different than what's out there. So like if you get a ticket. So how do they protect that? So we don't have it. So what, what I'm saying is like we're not capturing that data. That can be brought in for law enforcement. Like just if they, just like if you had a, an arson or like fire or something like that and you have a reasonable suspicion, probable cause. Um, that's when you can access that data. But lo- like Flock, for example, I don't know which car's which because I'm just taking pictures of back right. cars. So I've, I've seen recently that um, like Ring or the other doorbell companies, camera companies, um, they've been filing for warrants or subpoenas for like a whole city block of everybody that has that camera because a crime happened down the street, right? Mm. But when they get that, they get that residence's cameras, not one So if you have X like backyard internal, wherever your cameras are, they get them. I find it hard to believe that they would get internal. I don't, I just don't see that. The the company's not differentiating. Yeah. But warrants are so specific. They're not. I mean, they are though. Like, like it's, it's extremely specific. What is allowed in that search? Um, like I know this from experience. Not everywhere. So I just I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't think they would get Flock isn't doing like traffic crime. This is crime. Right. You know, maybe like the low level. I can give you an example. Well, how does this, my question is, how does this compare to like English CCTV where they monitor because they're, everything? Because their constitutional civil liberties are completely different. So they don't have them. Um, so they can look at different things. And I, and I can't speak to what their, what their privileges are like ours. But ours align with civil liberties. Um, we're we'll very careful. We'll assume none. Yeah, that's right. So some like the, they're like, okay, we're going to look at this guy. We want to know what Jared's doing. What's he up to? There, you have no right to do that because it's all auditable. 
um, you know, law enforcement with, now you tie that into NCIC data and that's where it becomes powerful, right? So you have an operating system. So it changes the dynamic. So with, the, the machine learning, does it correlate those two things? What do you mean? As far as like the, the person? NCIC data and, uh, and it can and be, an it image. can be infused in that system for well, law enforcement. Is it real time is what I'm asking. Like, is it, if it snaps a picture of a, of a car, it knows is wanted. X so yes. Yeah. So just say you're looking for a murder suspect. Mm-hmm. And just say it's like the guy in Maine right now. The guy in Maine is a perfect example. Mm. So you're looking for the suspect right now. You have a major crime. The officers in the field can basically get on their phone or their MDT or whatever. And if they can access flock that way. And they're like, this car is now passing this intersection right now. That's pretty powerful. That's super powerful. So what it does is it changes. And then this is what I like about it. And obviously privacy has to be a, an utmost issue is it, 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 stops arbitrary stops it actually i think makes people safer because mm-hmm. you're not stopping five cars that look the same when you have a bank right. robbery um it can be very targeted um and i think it's a lot safer and, it, and like i said it's it's literally just a still picture of the back of the car that's a good point because i have experienced this you are looking you're you get a bol for a, a black nissan that armed and dangerous blah 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 be on the lookout yes and you go I'm behind a black Nissan. Right. I'm going to make a stop. Now you're making a felony stop. You're pointing guns at people. Right. And you get them out and realize a uh, different car. Well, like, meanwhile, meanwhile, your resources are spread out making the same yeah. stop and people are, you know, now you have like you're a situation. The shit out of people. Like, <laughs> and I'll give you an example. There was a, uh, I believe a five-year-old child that was killed. One of the things that I was involved with before I retired was the highway violence increase post 2020, post COVID. There was a huge amount of highway violence shootings that were happening on the California freeway system specifically because there was not cameras out there mm. and they knew that. So there was recently a uh, shooting a few months ago where I think a five-year-old child was killed gang on gang in Fremont on the freeway and Fremont PD had a little bit of evidence. They might've I don't know what they had. Maybe it was partial license plate. Maybe they had collision damage in the back of the car. A week later, that suspect's driving in Santa Cruz who has flock, Fremont is notified right away. They're like, hey, this is our suspect car. Can you take it down? They take it down. They get the suspect. That's how powerful it is. That's pretty damn cool. But as far as just knowing if Seth or Jared are driving around, we don't know that. Yeah. And there wouldn't be a need to know that. So it is. And, and, it's, a game and it's, congr- you know, it's congruent from my understanding with ACLU and what they expect. And also, we don't retain that information definitely unless that city has some kind of variance for that. So it's, it's expunged in 30 days. Interesting. So is that going to be going, is that on cars as well? Like patrol cars? It's not on cars. It's all stationary. Would it ever be? Or is that Could just, be. yeah, I'm not an engineer. Yeah, I'm yeah. not that smart. It's <laughs> <laughs> an average. That's not his person. job, Seth. <laughs> so yeah. anyways, they found me. I was like, man, I've always been interested in this kind of stuff as far as, in uh, with the explosion of crime, it's become more and more necessary. So you have very, com- you know, variety communities that are like, man, we need to have this stuff because it just makes... And I haven't heard, you know, many problems with it or, or people violating it. It would be any, any no different than an officer um, violating their oath and dealing with something that would be a crime. Mm. Uh, like, uh, like, uh, like like following something like following their girlfriend and man, looking right. at NCIC data. Could it alleviate cops' fat-fingering license plates and, like, mess, transposing numbers and messing stuff up? I think it makes it a lot more, yeah, a lot more attainable, a lot quicker because now you're like, this car that we know has been involved in a sto- you know, maybe uh, whatever domestic violence guys fleeing or, or an Amber alert is a great example. So you have an Amber alert. Now you're going to know instead of this car being, you know, looking for it forever, um, you're going to have a quicker 
resolution to it because it's going to be picked up. So a lot of, I, I think, you know, California, I think has thousands of them. Yeah. Just California. And they're all throughout the country. It's interesting to me. It is interesting. And it is, and it is, it, and it's, and it's interesting because we do get a lot of questions from both, you know, any political spectrum as we should. Yeah. I guess my next question is like, how far off is facial recognition with that? We don't do facial recognition. Not yeah. yet. We, we don't take pic. No, we, pur- we purposely don't. Yeah. All right. But so, any other company could bolt that on. Um, I don't know. Cause they have to agree upon, um, how they fuse information. And not, so I'm not saying to your company, I'm saying like, yes, like law enforcement could say, well, There's this, this other company, we, we pay for this and they right. do the facial and this company does the license. And that would, you know, like, Obviously, a lot of these cities or counties or states are beholden to whatever political entity right. oversees them. And a lot, in most of the cases, that's not true. But I'm sure in the federal government, wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, the, the Patriot Act, that's, that's what it's right. for. Right. Well, and a lot of that stuff can be on the Internet, what people put out there anyways now. Mm. Geolocation, all that I, stuff. I, I would assume the average um, conservative first responder type person is on a list. think so. Yeah. Possibly. Yeah. You definitely are. You have a top secret clearance. I did. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that puts you on a list right away. For sure. sure. Well, like all these influencer guys, they're clearly on a list. Oh, like the prior military guys. All of them, yeah. Are, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah sure. for sure. Yeah. So how's it feel being in North Idaho? Oh, I love it. Yeah. I love it. For me, it's less snow. It's nice. <laughs> I know. I like we, we were <laughs> when, when they were buying their house, like the other agent, they were like, Oh, it snows here. I'm like, I'm like, no, they're fine. <laughs> from Tahoe? Or I right? live in North Tahoe. Yeah. yeah. How many so, feet did you get last year? Like 64. Oh, 65. that was the big year, right? The big, it was a big year. Disaster, We've had two yeah. big years. You tell me that. And I'm like, I can't wrap my freaking I mean, brain around that. You have more property here. It's more to deal with in a way. Yeah. But as far as, um, it's a similar environment. Um, I, I love it here. I think, uh, it's great. You know, obviously I, I feel, you know, I'm certainly very sensitive to people kind of like overtaking a community. Cause I feel like that's what happened to me. Oh, in Tahoe. In Tahoe, oh, yeah, sure. because like after COVID, you know, there was, people couldn't go anywhere else. They couldn't go to Hawaii. So, you know, we got to the point where like 10 to 15 million visitors, even the time when I was in the commander truck, it was like millions more every year. And so it was the Same. point I couldn't go to the grocery store. I couldn't go down the street. You know, people, bad behavior, Airbnbs, fires. I put out fires in my neighborhood. That's crazy. Um, because what about people, bears? Aren't and, bears bad there? So. Get, the they, bears are everywhere. There. Don't they go into crawl spaces for the winter and hibernate? <laughs> yes, I heard. Yeah. Some bear, I heard three of them got in my house after I left. <laughs> yeah, tell that story. Owners. That's hilarious. That's I insane. feel bad for the guy. Uh, so you know, I told him. I said, "Look, I go. We don't lock our doors here in this neighborhood because of people. It's because of bears, and they're out." And so we had two decks um, on the second floor, and he locked everything like I told him, but he forgot the slider in the front. Mm. So we had a mom and two cubs come in, and uh, I feel bad for him because they're city people. <laughs> And he comes out of the door and, you know, bless mom, their hearts, mom chases him <laughs> and the sheriff's office had to be called less lethal deployed. So oh, man. This is yeah, like, and then that so same cool. day, the same day he <laughs> forgot to leave his, uh, shut his garage and he added some more bears in his garage. So all That's in one day from, according to my neighbors, apparently the house, the house is for sale. Right <laughs> it might be, yeah. It might be a listing. Tahoe is a crazy place, man. I, so I have a client that lived there back in the day and I've got another friend that he was a fireman there and he's retired now, but it's uh, I, I've heard recently that there's mooring buoys like you can pull up to the buoy on the lake and moor your boat, tie it up. That are like ten or fifteen grand a month. Oh yeah, oh and that that, that's that was insane. part of it. Like it, it's getting ridiculous. I mean, 
there's actually a, a large contingent of people in Sandpoint in that area or even down here that are from Tahoe that right. wanted Tahoe the way it used to be. Oh, they're more in Sandpoint <clears throat> than here for sure. Right. So there's a lot of that. And so it's not even just a California thing. I would say it's a very similar environment. Yeah. Mm. Um, but yes. So like there's, my, there's my launch resort fees, communities going in up there. So you'll be set. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, I mean, it's similar. You're, you're safe where you're at for a while. I'm safe for a while, and then but then you profit on it and you move, I guess. Yeah, if you have we'll to, send you but, up to Bonner's Ferry. Yeah, and then you'll <laughs> then that I'll let, wait for that to grow. It's pushing the limits. <laughs> you can't go any farther that's north. A, that's a, but it, that's it, the prepper paradise there. It went from, I think, boat launching fees. So not only do you have to go through, there's a, there's a federal agency called the TRPA, Tahoe mm. Regional Planning Agency. Mm, yeah. It's, it's uh, created. Oh, it's real. By Bill Clinton. And it's like a coastal management, but even more powerful. And so... They don't really want you out That's in the crazy. lake. And so I think my boating cost launch, this was another thing that just fired me up. It went from 15 to $75 to launch. To launch yes. every time. Per? Yes. Per launch. So luckily I had a launch in my neighborhood because I was part of the community. It wouldn't cost me that much. But if you were just going up there the first time to boat and just say you had an outboard, you know, your boat, your, uh, your uh, plug hole and all that stuff would have to be decontaminated. You have to pay for the inspection fee, so you're looking at probably I don't know what that costs now. Probably two. I don't want any other man probably two probably per time twenty five dollars a whole. The sticker I think was one hundred seventy five dollars to have an in and out sticker. If you go to another lake, you have to have it recertified because they cable your boat to your trailer. Oh man! And then you're looking at another seventy five. So I mean, the first time I went out on the boat there. I think it cost me damn near three hundred dollars. That's but insane, I, dude. Then I, then I, I basically after that, if you stay there and you don't take your boat anywhere else, you can get a Tahoe only sticker, and that's only thirty bucks. But that's gone up. But now you're coupling that with seventy five dollars. Uh, it's not worth it. It's like, just it's so, it that's so hard for me to fathom being from Florida. Like, oh right, yeah. You just pay for your annual yeah. boat tag, and that's it. There's nothing else. Well, and the other thing that that people aren't talking about in California. I don't hear about it enough that this is when my wife was like, okay, we're done. And that was the, uh, the insurance issue mm. in California, which is also happened in Florida. The fair plan, the unfair plan. Yeah. The unfair plan. Um, you know, like I met a young man who is struggling to survive just a, you know, uh, a guy who was an electrician and he had a few acres up in East Truckee. Uh, kind of a local community, and he's right. paying twenty two thousand dollars a year for the fair plan. Twenty two thousand so dollars for homeowners what insurance. So plan? what happens is the insurance. California is, is that because uh, your your company went bankrupt? Yeah, uh, it's because of the wildfires for sure. It's yeah. because of the wildfires, and also because I don't think California's probably managed the forest the way they should. Not at all. And 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 you know that you're the far, you know same here. Yeah. So what's happened is is they've controlled. They said okay. Insurance commissioners, you can only charge this much if you're a private insurance company. But we're the state of California. We can charge as much as we want. And we're not going to really provide you as much. Insurance is the way I see it. And your insurance will... In, and so what's happening, like we called our broker the other day when we were trying to get insurance up here. And he's like, uh, I'm sorry, I couldn't call you back because the state just... Or these insurance companies just canceled 200,000 people in Nevada County. So it's happening to hundreds of thousands of people. They're so what do they pay, do? They're, it's lowering their property values. It's also, you know, hurting people that are on fixed income like retirees. And so those people are really struggling and it's just a matter of time. So especially if you have a rural property, I know your parents are in a similar situation. You're paying thousands and thousands of dollars, you know, more than a thousand dollars a month for many cases. That's, that's an insurance. Florida hurricane, like coastal insurance is nothing compared to that. Right. Yeah. It's, uh, my parents, they're not paying this 
right now. I don't know what they're paying right now, I but they moved. Uh, no, there's there's houses for sale, but oh. they're having a hard time selling it because the current quote. So if someone were to buy that house, the minimum quote that we're looking at is thirteen thousand a year for insurance. It's a it's a eight hundred thousand dollar house. It's and not, as soon as they sell, it'll go up to the yeah, next people. That's like why ours went. The ours more than doubled for the next people. Yeah, that's insane. Like what? Yeah, what was it at? It was like mine was up to. I think I went from two thousand something dollars a you know, a year to about 75 and I knew it was going to go up. Yeah. So and then hundred 7,500. And then now I think the new owners are probably double that. Gotta be. And then now what's happening is all these private insurance companies, they can't manage risk appropriately because they can't raise their prices because California's controlling it or leaving the state. So guys, isn't that funny? All state. That it's horrible. Insane. It's horrible. And it's, it's not going to end well. No, I mean, it's government gonna, steps it's, in and it gets worse. It's going to imagine, imagine right. that it's going to drive down property values. Yeah, for sure. Maybe, like that's, the, that a great maybe that's the intent. Could be. Um, that way I hope China all those people all. go to Texas. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Texas is blowing up. <laughs> Texas is where I guess where a lot of them have gone. Right? If you support that stuff, don't call us. Yeah, yeah, no, don't. Um, you, you, we don't have that up. All here. the free market. I mean, it has challenges, but it's the way to go, right? Yeah, like, you know, it's. What should be, and it, you know, well, it's the same with health insurance and right. ev- everything else. You know, like I don't, I haven't priced it in a year or two. But health insurance for my family, my wife and me, and three kids, it's two something a month. Two yeah. thousand, right? Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. <clears throat> that is crazy. It's crazy. It's, it's unaffordable it's for most people, right? And what was for it before? It's unaffordable for everybody. Yeah. Well, like if you work for, let's say, like my government job, it's whatever the stupid agreed rate is with the county right it's not or the state or it's not right. it's, it's no big deal but nobody can afford like a, as a private business Didn't owner, they call I, that the affordable I, care Act? i can't afford yeah. twenty four hundred dollars a month <clears throat> for insurance and i still have to pay co-pays and deductibles right. that's i sense a theme that's mm-hmm. ridiculous fair yeah. plan yeah affordable care act yeah Super not affordable, affordable. yeah that's just yeah. it's horrible i mean that's 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 the problem when i think you know too much, too much control on the free market. I mean, there needs to be some controls because people take advantage of people. people oh, go, right. oh, I'm bankrupt right after a fire, right? Yeah. I mean, so there needs to be some controls and measures. Yeah, but at it's the same point, having, having some rules. But socializing everything is not the no. answer unless you want to pay triple. Well, with healthcare, there everything is um, set and built by the government. Like all the rates, all the prices, everything is set at billable amounts, and it's sure. all controlled by them. If it was just a legit free market, it would be a fraction of the cost. Well, and, and then the other thing, you know, my brother is a CEO of a hospital, and um, it's really interesting listening to him. And he talks about like the border hospitals. None of those have funding. Mm-hmm. There, no, there, there, there is no funding. Like, there's no patients that are paying. They don't collect any money. No. So how do they survive? Right? They're all subsidized. Yeah. Otherwise, they wouldn't be there. Right. Let's talk about that. I can't. I'm not. A, I'm no expert in that. No, not that. The border. Um, the border. So with all the things, craziness going on in the world, the, in the recent attacks in Israel and all the other there's <clears throat> civil unrest pretty much on every continent right now. Right. Um, we've let how many, I don't know the numbers. It's, it's like, like hundred or 200,000 a month. Yeah. Um, mostly military age males, mostly not from central, not from central America. Sure. Right. Uh, what's going to happen? Where are they? Well, I think, going? I think we're, I think we're. You know, I think there's geopolitical reasons why this administration is doing it. It's certainly a contrast. Um, the vice president and what she was dealing with and as the attorney general and her concerns for human trafficking that I was privy to and watched, you know, as she led. Um, 
I'm very, very concerned. I'm very concerned as somebody who is in that world and those circles and fusion centers and seeing the vulnerability we have. I mean, you look at what has happened in Israel. It's atrocious. And a lot of that is preventable. You know, um, there are cells here. There are people that are up to nefarious right. issues. Well, they've they've been always been decades, here. They've right? been here for decades. And we just, you know, not only that, <clears throat> um, not even just from a safety issue, but from a proprietary issue. Well, the, the 9-11 guys <clears throat> were being watched already. Sure. Sure. And, and how do you act? I mean, how do you, do, you don't have enough agents to deal with that many people. Yeah. You I don't mean, have enough, you know, like what, what is this person? Are they just stealing our, you know, you look at the universities and how they've been sabotaged and a lot of the trade craft has been taken back to China or whatever. Yep. I've seen that. It's been going on forever. I mean, the, the, the thing that scares me is like, look at the dude in Maine, what he just did. You got a hundred guys with any gun or a knife. Sure. Going into a crowd. I mean, Hundreds, right? Hundreds have killed easily. That's yeah. simple. And, I mean, that, that is, uh, you know, you know, where me, where me, where I personally stand is very similar to you guys. I mean, I believe in second amendment rights for those reasons. Yeah. You know, you look at, I mean, we had you know Hamas parachuting into Jerusalem and literally slaughtering people, kids, yeah. children, and Crazy. it's, it's absolutely atrocious. And then you have a contingent of this country that supports them. Which just blows my mind. I'm so glad I don't have to work those protests because right. that piss me off. I think those are going to get, well, so we have all, you guys know this, it's an election year coming up, right? Things always sure. escalate and kind of boil over and get a little more rowdy yep. during, right. during that time. Whether there's a lot of people that say that, that it's on purpose and planned and fueled and funded. Right. I, I don't know if that's true, but the, the truth is it happens, right? It might just be people are more emotional or well, and I, and I think that, well, the, one of the things that's more even challenging about this is it's, you know, like these are proxies and then the Palestinians, it's like nobody, you know, you have Jerusalem going in there and then you have Hamas like causing bombings and then, you know, they're like the victims of both. So there, there is a, an aspect of that where these people are, you know, living in their community shared with Israel, some of it just Palestine and they're, they're being subjected, they're victims as well in a way. So mm-hmm. you have that aspect of it too. It's a very complicated issue. That's been yeah. wild to watch. Did you see that AI video a few weeks ago of the car fire? No. I'll see if I can pull it up Wait. when we're done. You saw it, right? Which car? It was just like standard American um, like industrial area of any city. You oh. Know, it's a big like warehouse wow. type building, type of buildings. And there's a car fire. Like in the middle of the street, cars on fire, Looks like every car fire I've ever been to. Wow. Right? Yeah. And you would not know it was not real, but if like maybe five or 10 seconds into it, the little, one of the AI tools pops in <laughs> as a cursor and starts like making the fire and smoke so do stuff. And you're just like, oh. So yeah, then it makes, then you're you questioning. Could, nobody could tell at all it was fake. What am I seeing? What wow. is real and what is not real? If, it, if you, that's, that's my so fear. scary. If I, you, I yeah. think AI, especially, you know, when you look at like the broader spectrum, like, you know, artists making music, uh, you know, I'm a politician. I want to have a speech, you know, I mean, you can oh, see man. all the challenges with that and that obviously has to be contained. Yeah. That's pretty wild. It's scary. It is. It freaks me out. Yeah. This is why we're starting North Idaho SRT, by the way. So <laughs> Sam, Sam's in. There's like three of us. Yeah. Sam. There's three right now. I think there's I'm, four, I'll be the man but he doesn't want to admit it. Gibby's down South. I mean, it's, a, it's like a seven hour drive, but he could be in route. He's not coming up. Yeah. Nah, he'd come up. Gibby's good to go. He'd be, he'd be, yeah. He'd start it. <laughs> I got my bag. We're ready. <laughs> See? Let's Jared's in, man. 
Dude, I got I got all the parts and pieces we're to patch you up. Gonna, we're definitely gonna have people following it's us. Not a militia. It's cars. a it's a it's a <laughs> team specifically designed to deal with civil disturbance and natural disasters. Yeah. Okay, it's not a militia. I think I'm we gonna, did enough. I think I did enough. Yeah. You, weren't, you weren't here when the downtown stuff happened, were you? I heard all about it. Oh, heard about it. I heard about it yesterday. Actually, it was yeah. pretty. It was interesting. Yeah, I have mixed feelings on that. I'm glad people did that. I probably would avoid that situation. <laughs> I would not go down there. Yeah. Too many crossfire situations. How many like how many people would you say were down there? Mm, easily a thousand. A thousand locals. Yep. And then how many visitors? I'm just curious. I, I just personally, I saw maybe twenty. Okay. Cool. You know what? I and I, they were they were all leaving because they were not welcome. And you know what? I you see these communities where people didn't protect their communities, and there's people in different ways that protect their communities, and I'm all for that. Yeah. You know, you have to be careful because then you have you know you could have something boil over. But you know, this it's interesting how there's this like negative context to that. And I think it's the right thing to do when you yeah. can in yeah. the right way. Yeah. So yeah. I was, I wasn't there participating. I had to, that was like a week long thing ordeal. Wow. I had to, I had to drive through there twice during that week at around evening hours when everybody mm-hmm. was there. It, I saw several cars of Antifa looking people, sure. like, all black with all the stuff on. like, you know, they looked like they were straight out of the Cali riots. Right. And they were either walking away or leaving in their cars. You know, I saw maybe 15 to 20 of them, but there were no doubt for those few nights, a thousand people down there armed. And a lot of them were like, um, guys I wouldn't trust by looking at them, <laughs> you know, like yeah, they they're, were like, no they're not trained. Uh, well, not up you, to no good. Like, you mean the local guys? Yeah. Yeah. Some I, kids. I, I, I would, act, I have no problem with Seth being by my side in a fight or specifically a gunfight. Sure. Right? I'm I can shoot, but I'm not a, I'm not a tactical person. I don't. I've just never well, had. and that's and that's where you get like this weird, you know, phenomenon. People kind of glamorize themselves, and it becomes an egoic. You know, I'm I'm saving the world, right. and they have no business being there. There's absolutely that. There were dudes down there with legit like a thirty out six with a hunting scope on Shit. it, and I'm like, get man, some, well, you're, you're downtown, bro. What are you doing? Yeah, it's a little bit longer. <laughs> that's, that's scary. Yeah, yeah. yeah. up on the roof. Uh, and, there were and, people, that's when, and that's when people get killed, you know, accidentally or whatever. Yeah. And that and that's what gets scary is like you get that yeah. there, those situations where it just. You're almost it, drawing it weird. In. Yeah, it was weird, but it was it was calming and weird. Uh, looking at the people as I drove through, I was like, "Man, I don't." Some, some, are, some was, you look at and you're like, "Yeah, you should carry a gun. You're good to go." Even some sure. of the guys with like a full kit, you look <laughs> at them and you can. But that kit's spotless. And I don't yeah, know everything, but I can tell. Dirty. I can tell when some things are like wrong. Yeah, like mags are upside down, or like what, whatever it is. You know, it's that's like, the reality. Like, though. Okay, like you could see, you shouldn't be doing that. I'm yeah. out here, you know. Yeah. Um, I got. The, I just pulled this gun in. Yeah. I have no ideas. I've never shot before. There were there were you know more probably legit hitters down there than, sure. than you would think because those, those guys are everywhere up here. Well, and I think I think that's what they weren't wearing that stuff. No, and I, th- I think the guys that are you know well trained and protecting their community have the the right and ability to do so. Absolutely. Yeah. Get some. And there's also a battle bus. The battle bus. What was the battle bus thing, no. dude? Oh, I've seen it. <laughs> it's it's so rad. <laughs> But you know what? You know what's funny. I want one. It's, it's like one of the things I think about. In contrast, is like how many people were like just okay with their communities burning down. Yeah. Right. Like they'll sit there and talk trash about like what happened up here. I'd prefer what happened here. Absolutely. For well, sure. And you want people to take care of these communities. The, the truth is that these these impoverished communities have been absolutely destroyed. They no longer have stores because of looting and decriminalizing theft and all this crap. 
Yeah. And you're looking at how these people will now, now where are you going to go to the store? Right. And, like that, and how do you, how do you survive now? And now, now, you know, like I think Oakland lost 900 businesses Damn. and wow. there was nobody caring for those businesses. No one cared about the business owner or the minority business owner. Yeah. Right. So that got destroyed. I right. won't be doing like, I'm not a martyr. I'm not a hero anymore. I don't buy either. I have kids I have to raise, especially yes. now with a new one on the way. Like I got things to do. I'm not participating in those games yeah. personally. Like I, I've got skills. I can little sure. if I have to disappear, I can disappear. If I have to defend my family, I can defend my family. But absolutely, I'm not going downtown to play these games. A little part of me that I, wants to, to be honest with you. But but I, when I see the I battle totally bus, agree. I'm like, man, that's okay. Cool. Battle bus. What's it's like? Got to describe it, Jared. It's it's it's, it's a fucking it's awesome. an old school bus. It's all black, like flat black <laughs> everything. Not like not one thing. There's no metal you can see. It's all flat black. Awesome. And the on the back, there's a drive up ramp for a black side by side that rides in the back of the battle <laughs> it's bus. It's like cut off and, it's cut and off. got it's a flat turret on it. Has a dovetail like the. I'm sure. Has a what? Does it have a turret on it? Yeah. That no, thing's ready for war. No, but it's it rolls around cool. town and you'll see it and you're just like, wow. oh, I, that's, I, that's I remember that's I saw sick. it. I was like, holy shit! Yeah, it was downtown for that whole week. Just like command post. Yeah. Well, it was it was weird. I mean, you had you had every everything. You know, you had all these kind of radicals. You had, you know, like in the in the twenty twenty one riots, you had you know people extremes on all sides. Yeah. You had people that were you know malicious on the left. Mm. You had yeah, you know, we saw and, that. Yeah, you had all these kind of like unique and how people interpret. And it was inter- it was a really interesting phenomenon, and we don't really talk about it a lot. But how people basically freaked out, and and yeah. be, and if you look at anywhere in the world. Post 2021, there was incredible riots for whether it was politics. It wasn't all police mm. violence. No, you look in South Africa. I've never seen riots like that. Oh, that was insane. Australia, yeah. If you watched it, like South Africa, is that wanted, still going on down there? I think so. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of. I, mean, I think it was political, like you know. Yeah, but and it was more Australia, recent than 21. I thought it was like it just no. It is incredible. Like yeah. it just just race riots and all kinds of stuff. And it and anywhere where there was lockdowns, anywhere in the world. There was protests, and it's an interesting phenomenon. Well, so it's like now, if you're if you're on social media, YouTube or Twitter, X, right, Instagram, uh, you can see this stuff in real time and live, like people live streaming these things. But the news doesn't talk about it, right? Isn't that strange? I mean, I do. I I do find it, you know, um, interesting and sad. Like, you know, it's sad. Like, you really can't go anywhere and find objective media anymore. Yeah. Oh no. It's so. It's so. You know. and it's interesting. I, I I won't mention this friend that I have. That it was kind of an unusual way we became friends. Who's a national correspondent, but um, you know I've had those conversations with him, and he and he's very actually. You can't really tell what he thinks, and that's what I, I miss. I miss the the Cronkites and the mm, Dan yeah. Rathers, the like the people that where they're like, just grilling the guy. You're just like, yeah, like yeah. I want everybody to be grilled, and I don't really want to know what you think. I just want to hear what the story. Yeah, right. And you don't hear that anywhere. It's like it's all. It's all like to get reaction and whatever political spectrum. It's and it's funny because it's geographic too. It if is. you're in Cali- if you're in California and you're in Los Angeles, you're going to hear this very liberal kind of context to everything. Mm-hmm. And then if you go to you know here, it's going to be very conservative, right? Or even other parts of California, yeah. depending on where you are. So that's interesting to me. It's an interesting phenomenon how there's like geo um, uh, sentiment. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's a really fascinating right. thing. It, it it scares me. Like I've been getting some information from X and then I started to realize that I'm being fed even on X, which is uncensored. I'm still being fed information that like I was looking at. So I'm everything I'm seeing. Well, is not like, only that, what you talk about. Yeah. 
like you sit there and talk about like, whatever and like I was talking about excavation and all of a sudden I get excavation ads. Yeah, it's like iPhones China. I can't trust anything. No. No. And, and, and that's the stuff that scares yeah, me. Like, I don't, Take I don't, a picture I, of my car, go ahead. What's even the point of trying to get information? <laughs> yeah. I can't that's the crap yeah, I can't get a good info. Well it's I like, got no idea. We had some when you were we were at a friend's house like in twenty twenty when everything was just like COVID had just kicked off and all right. the like all the things were starting the conspiracy theories were starting to float around and people somebody was like there's going to be a civil war weren't you mm. there for that sure yeah, i don't think so yeah you were yeah i remember yeah. it was on a deck outside somebody's so like somebody's post, family's like house yeah like end of 20 i don't know but i was like we, i'm not talking about this stuff with like all of our phones oh, right, yeah, in our yeah, pockets yeah. around the sure. table yep. I'm, I'm not no right no i don't care there's not enough government no, I, I mean, now like after yeah. after all the last few years have unfolded it doesn't matter yeah like they know and we're all we're all crazy up here we're all yeah. who we are yeah yeah um, especially so just this show yeah. would, would get us on oh probably like we're yeah well and i think people you know that's the funny thing is like people don't respect civil liberties anymore and that's no. what's most important is that you know that's that's what our forefathers had for a reason and yeah. for exactly what we're seeing today yeah you know and and that's not radical that's not alt-right that's just protecting that. your liberty. Yeah. It's and it's there. like you're lumped in, like, you know, the deplorables, whatever. Right. Well, and that's so just bullshit. Not knowing yeah. the government to have access, or not wanting the government to have access to my cell phone camera while I'm in my house or anytime is, Scary that, that shouldn't be controversial. No. Like, that should be, everybody should think that. Absolutely. Yeah. And how, and how, you know, those things have been misused and that's, yeah. it's been evident lately. Or the apps, like, you you have no control over the apps on your phone. Sure. Whether it's, X or marketplace or TikTok, ooh, TikTok, yeah. You Talk know. about one that scares the crap out of me is TikTok. Sure. Yeah, like what's 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 control a whole population to uh, replicate each other and 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 literally copy each other? Isn't that wild? That's how you do population control. Sheeple, yeah, yeah right. And like, oh, this girl dances way. You see, fifteen girls that dance this way. I won't download the crap because it's full of crap. I mean, yeah. I had TikTok for like a week when I had the gym just because we. I was Somebody's like, one of my marketing guys was like, you need to build a TikTok account. It's a place to be. And I had it for a week and I posted two videos. And I was like, this is completely idiotic. Right. I don't want to be part of whatever's going What's on here. What's the end game? And I don't want, I know they're stealing all my information. I don't want that. Sure. Yeah. I mean, we have a friend that has been very successful in there, an oil <laughs> painter. That's different. Yeah. <laughs> oil painter. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's yeah, a painter. He's good. Yeah. Um, but... Yeah, I guess same thing, dude. I'm like, why? why? You know, we're on YouTube. He's on, he just launched their uh, real estate YouTube. Yeah. And our family, my kids, they've been recording some stuff. They want to launch like a family channel with sure. just show our adventures and stuff. I don't even know if I should do that. Like, I've been, do I want my um, kids' faces all over? Yeah. Well, what my family's done is we've gone really to text. Yeah. So we've gotten out. I mean, like, I'm on Facebook, but it's like, if I don't know, you're not on there. Unfortunately, I know a lot of people. Um, but I, I just, you know, it's like, I, I don't post my sentiment. Like I just, I just want to see how, how's your life. It's like, it's fluffy. If it's coming for me, I'm going to post something. Like I was just in Japan. You wouldn't know where I was by when I was posting on purpose. Yeah. Right. Uh, just for safety concerns. But you know, for that, oh, I don't post anything in real time <clears throat> and that's smart. Right. But even that, like, I just want to keep track of, you know, like where I grew up, we were all on it before it was a thing. Yeah. And so it's like, I've kept in touch with family and friends that I would have never kept in touch with. But I do think there's so much, I mean, you look at, you know, kind of fast forward what we were talking about earlier, a lot of this stuff and a lot of the sentiment, this craziness is directly due to social media. 
right? It's and, feeding, and it's feeding managing it, like people, driving it, and when it, and it gets people like, um, like I know that there's all been a lot of like kids that post pandemic were really mentally health challenged, and a lot of you know girls, sixteen years old, fourteen years old, were put in hospitals because they couldn't, you know, they were like, they regressed and they were into the, you know, it's like mm. social media is more important than real life. And, yeah. And you can just see that happening. And that's, that's a real thing. really sad. Is this an intervention? Cause I'm on, I'm on social media a lot. <laughs> yeah. You're kind of big. I, deal. I am more than, trying to bring this up. I just started using X a few weeks ago to try to, yeah. I'm trying to learn it. Cause I, I want to, it's a different thing. I'm not going to use a, any platform if I can't use it. Yeah, like yeah. If, I, if I can't make it benefit me for business or whatever, I'm I'm not going to do it. So I'm trying to learn how it works and like how to. I don't even know what all the buttons do. To be honest, like, yep, I'm I, still I, in that phase. I, I get like worn out. Like I read it and it's like, uh, you know. And then of course it's 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 created for you. And I look right. at both sides and I'm like, they're you know, God, it's so like, much it's to keep so up much with. crap. There's so and, mu- there's, and there's so and many it's platforms. Like, it's like well, I'm going to say something really pithy and nasty. Yeah, and then like. It's like no, like you're not resolving anything. Yeah, I, no. I don't think it's worth it at this point. But it, it seems like it'd be easy to monetize to to build. Um, if you did it the right way, to build a following and monetize it. I don't know. Uh, it's been a, a lot slow of the creators like me. are like yeah. that, especially political creators are yeah. kind of that. Yeah, well, it's kind of like so. Instagram was like this maybe. What year is this? Twenty three. Yep. So yeah, like. 13, 14, when Instagram was new, it was, it was full on like exes, like the wild West. People could say whatever they wanted. Nobody cared. There were no filters. Mm -hmm. Nobody was blocking or there was nothing. And I was on there then. And I, I was on pace with a few guys that I know that built really what they have now, 10 years later are massive accounts that they're making money off of. That's cool. That's how X feels like that. Since since Elon took over, it's like this crazy, insane. Instagram is more like, pictures and it seems like that's like X is more words well, a lot of people that don't want facebook want more instagram and but then it, x is more like this instagram's not about pictures anymore though it's about reels and live videos like right. those are the two most um <clears throat> kind of tiktok-esque like the well the algorithm gives them the most points or credit to, sure. to publish to more people here's so. where it scares me is like you're you build your business on one of these things and you're at the whim of them like right. our youtube just got shadow banned for the second time because oh. i posted a short of the a video benches? yeah the bench is short <laughs> it's what? it's i made a video about homelessness in Coeur d'Alene. i How did see that. the benches in Coeur d'Alene and i made a sitting, short from that sl- video not for sleeping yeah and that was very short. It was a sh- it was a short. It was a YouTube short. It was like thirty seconds of me mocking. I mean, I was just being funny. You were, being you were a, making I was being jokes, a jackass, dude. right? Right. Yeah. I was being. It was comedic in my mind, talking about how hey, it these was are, funny. This is a bench. These are made for sitting, not sleeping. There's all these benches in Coraline, whatever. I got that video blew up, and I had like sixteen thousand views on it. But the hate started pouring in in the comments from Jeez. the liberals, like savage assholes, dude, like. The shit these people well, say. Well, the truth is, is they've been making benches uncomfortable to sleep on forever. Right. right. <laughs> I like the things that it's the same with For like that reason. BLM. Well, all this, these this show, like we're, we're going live on YouTube. Yeah. It's not going to go well. I, I mean, maybe it will. I don't know. I don't know. Joe Rogan's on YouTube. Rogan's and, there. And, and like he says the, all sorts of all shit. All crazy. Yeah, he's pretty yeah, crude. But I don't mean not go well. We, I think we can build a following, but I don't think our channel will be monetized. Like, eh, we, maybe, need, maybe we need not. cores. Yeah. Step up for us. <laughs> we need. We need sponsors bullet, bullet bourbon um, um but yeah dude so so that say, short, you can really predict who's not going to sponsor you <laughs> <laughs> so what happened i'm sure is that these people got on there they got all mad at me they fucking sure. they called me a, uh uh everything dude homeless Hate, advocacy everything yeah. like awful stuff they were saying about me 
and it's like not a bad video um because you're talking about how um, our I town dare, isn't, isn't dirty i dare talk about a subject like homelessness um so i'm sure multiple people uh reported me through youtube which reported. is very easy to do then I got shadow banned and now it's like they have to review it, which they'll review it and then it'll be fine because nothing's inappropriate. This happened to me one other time wow. and it's fucking shitty, dude. And you're like, okay, I'm putting a lot of effort into this and this is how I'm generating business now. The problem is they it's that easy for them to shut down. They don't down. tell you the rules. No, there's no. And they don't say the you rules are subjective. You yep. violated this line of this page. Sure. None and of that. and they don't that. tell me I'm banned. I just know because everything went from 100 off. miles an hour to zero. And I was like, yeah. It's happened. That's how my Instagram is. I told you I had a few weeks ago some some little notification popped up when I opened Instagram, and it said I had like eighteen monetization um, strikes or warnings. Really? Or something? Wow. Is this from your deer video? No, just from random memes and stupid stuff. We're gonna get shut down today. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't even know how many. I, I want to say I have. It's not big. It's like a few hundred, eight hundred, nine hundred followers on Instagram. It's not even an Dude. account worth anybody watching. But I had this notification that I had all these things. And I was like, well, I don't even know what this is. Why Why am I getting, I'm not monetized. I don't care. Why am I getting you know this? What's interesting dichotomy is that, you know, in one sense, people since social media have gotten way more sensitive. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then at the same time, much more angry and hateful all at the same time. Yeah. Like, how does that happen? Like uh, these comments I was getting were like, you're awful. Like how does that and happen? I don't get it. And then, the, but the hate that they're putting on me is 10 times worse than Absolutely. anything I did in that video. And I'm like, how do you even? How you're such a hypocrite! Like fuck off. That's what all the like, like they wouldn't say that to you in person. Oh, no, no. That's what all the conservative commentators have been saying for since all this started, sure. like five, six years ago. They they get death threats, you know, like Shapiro or any, anybody that's famous oh, on the conservative circles. They it's get horrible. legit like death threats. This just reminds no, me. Nobody of does anything about it. Did I, but their content for for speaking about facts and statistics or whatever they're saying gets. Well, gets look at this banned. whole movement to shut down factual information. Yeah. Whether it's you know vaccine related, whatever it is, right? It's crazy. I've never, I never thought I'd live in a country. There's, that there's was a bunch like of this. truth coming out around that. So, yeah, I mean, I just it doesn't see what happened five matter. years ago. Five years ago. Five years ago. Can we imagine where we are today? No, you're no. like I, you couldn't no, predict. If you guess. would have told me what it is today, five years ago, I'd be like, you're lying to me. Yeah, there's no way. Hey, you want you want to hear a fun? Yes, statistic. You'll appreciate this. Seth always makes fun of me because of how much money I used to make at the fire department. Oh yeah, uh, terrible. I, I started at a small county, and we didn't make any money. Like I started right. at twenty three thousand dollars a year. Twenty Just bullshit. Twenty three six sixteen uh, to run into burning buildings and dodge cars in the interstate. Save, yeah, risk your life. Yeah, I think um, I made that much in overtime it, it, in Cleveland. Well, at fifty three hour work weeks, it breaks down to like eight something an hour, eight thirty three an hour. I think <laughs> if I remember right. Insane. And this was in the early two thousand. So it's insane. Yeah, right. That's pretty wild. Uh, so think about this though. The average American family now to afford, this is median, like across the board, America, to buy a house, you need a base income of like 117. Sure. Right? Because wow. prices and interest are both way up. That's so bonkers. You know what that breaks down to? Yeah. The average monthly salary required to buy a house is half of my annual salary 20 years ago. Yeah, dude. Wow. This, this is absolutely unsustainable. Oh, oh, sure. Yeah, and where's it go? What's what's what? What happens next? What happens to the housing market? You guys are realtors. I'm not. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's gonna be does, great. Buy, it's a great time to buy a house. <laughs> yeah, right. 
I yeah. mean, yeah. if you have the money, uh, yeah. if you have the money, you don't have to have a loan. Here's, you here's have a weird cash, thing. It is a great time to buy a house. Weekly, weekly Maybe. for since, I don't know, since the market turned back on in March or April, 40 some percent of our weekly transactions are cash here. Yep. Yeah. Consistently, which is pretty wild. It is. Um, you know, there's ways around it. Three, two, one buy downs and shit. Yeah. And like, well, and people, sellers doable. are more desperate because yes. they can't offload and right. they're like, you know, if they're constrained somehow. Yeah. Well, it's it, people it's, leaving big metro areas. Sure. And boomers are only halfway through their retirement cycle, right? So, like, roughly half of them have retired. The other half is just starting to retire. Sure. They're coming out 20, 30 years. Of, they bought their house for 17 cents in 1981. <laughs> right. Now it's worth one five. Right. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of that. Yeah. They got the money. They're moving up here. Let's go. Well, and I think that's part of this. I mean, I don't know. Just being, thinking about it, like why are, there's a lot of us that are our age that are mm-hmm. in the retirement mode and there's, you know, it doesn't seem like there's as many people working. Did you listen to our last week, our poems? No. You should listen to that on your way Poems? I had, who was a poem? I had on my phone on me. Did you listen? Uh, yeah, n- no, but one of my buddies texted, my buddy Joey texted me. He's, I can't remember. It was like, nice poems, fag or something. But it, but it was appropriate because we mentioned well, that. So the description. I think you guys should have a poetry hour. We did. We did. No, we legit <laughs> That's did. what it was, an hour of us reading poems that we've both written. Yeah. Oh, my so, God. But the beautiful. only description. The you will cry. Title was, was yeah. first responder poetry, and the <laughs> description was uh, poetry doesn't make you gay. So <laughs> yeah, so my it. so my buddy Joey texted me. He's like, yeah, yeah, great poems, fag or whatever. Like it was hilarious. <laughs> that just that word is this. This episode's done. Nah, yeah, it's fine. It is. It's fine. I'm, talk, I'm talking about a bundle of. You sticks. can't say it. Have, nope. you, have you, you never looked in the dictionary? You bro? can't say that. You can't say a the bundle, R word. You can't a bundle of sticks. You know what? Joe Rogan says that shit all the time. Yeah, I know. We're pretty he, much he's not trying to build a channel and get monetized. He is monetized. He's, he's pretty damn monetized, bro. His channel's not. Yes, it is. No, not as YouTube. It's dead. Oh, well. It's clips because they won't monetize him because he's on, well, he's 100% committed to Spotify. Well, be, is we'll, that so we'll he goes on Spotify? Yeah, he signed that massive contract for them. I forgot he got I think he's a couple okay. hundred million there. I don't feel yeah. bad for him. Well, he has no. his own. No, no, no. But his, his, I'm saying the rules of YouTube, we're doing this to put on YouTube, saying that word or the R word or whatever else we would say. <laughs> means figs directly to jail yeah. St- straight to jail you well i'm already in youtube jail right now currently so, so this there. isn't looking good i'll be on parole no, here shortly i'm wasting but my I'm time i'm telling you no no <laughs> people can see it and watch it, it just, we just can't make any money uh, it's but fine it's on spotify it's fine you guys can be, uh, yes everybody call coors and tell them we need sponsors Couple of it's yellow good. jackets. It's good. I didn't even drink one actually. Banquet beer. Yeah. Can we have? I, uh, uh, I went. I um. I like day four of keto. Are you? Yep. Not right now. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah. Beer. I did have the bourbon. I didn't have the beer. No liquor on keto. It's all yeah, sugar. It's okay. Um, Semi keto. Yeah. I've been pretty strict since I started, but uh, I'm not doing it to lose weight. I'm doing it. Well, Kristen's trying it for um, her brain's been really inflamed lately. She gets bad migraines. Mm. And, Me too, uh, but it's for my neck. Mm. Mm. Hers is, I don't know what it's from. They, they're calling them ocular migraines from it staring at a computer screen is what gets her. But she doesn't. They're horrible. Does she? Uh, yeah, she does. Now she does? Yeah. So uh, Editing YouTube videos? No, she, no, she's not doing that. It's just like back-end real estate stuff. Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, we're trying that because apparently there's some science behind that and inflammation. There is. Overall. Did I ever tell you about John? No. Do I so, know it's John? No. One of my mentors in the strength world, you don't know, I used to have a gym and I worked part-time at couple gyms when I was at the fire department. Okay. Um, there's a guy named John Wellborn. He runs a company called Power Athlete, Power Athlete HQ. Mm. He founded it 
you know, like I don't know, 10, 15 years ago, whatever. Is that what Tyson's tied into? Yeah. You know Tyson Shumway? Worked. Tyson Shumway? CHP? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. He works, you know, he so. works for them. He's a coach for them. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, those guys are some of my, I, like, I followed their programming and used their, temp, their platform and their method in uh, when I was training people. And I still do, like for me or my kids or whoever. I have some summer clients that I train That's cool. when they're here. Um, John played in the NFL for 10 years. So he's an offensive lineman. That means like thousands, hundreds of thousands of hits, 300 sure. pound men, just like face to face smashing. And he, when he retired, he had a brain scan done and he had all these little tiny holes and divots. That didn't work. Yeah, his brain was jacked. Right. Yeah. And he went on this really, um, uh, I might be misquoting here. I don't know the specifics off the top of my head. I'd have to look it up, but he's got several podcasts about this. Uh, he worked with a doctor. I forget who it was, but it's one of the early, um, performance doctors that used a keto approach and it's i don't want to cite the guy's name because it could be like two or three and i don't remember which one but it was like um, strict keto but with a carb or a refeed a glucose refeed at like once a week or every mm-hmm. other week whatever you needed based on your performance and your activity and a year later went back for a new brain scan and there's no more holes Interesting. Um, yeah, I'm not surprised. What got me on this, I was looking at a post from Rob Wolf. Yeah, well, and, so Rob uh, and John are like best friends. <clears throat> there you go. And it was uh, a lady that was in, uh, an elder lady lady that was in like a, um, uh, for, ah, wow, dementia. Right. Uh, in a care facility. And they, they showed her initial tests and it was like terrible, you know, her mm-hmm. cognitive ability. And then put they put her on a ketogenic diet and there was like a, halfway through uh, another test and it improved a lot. And then by the end, I don't know the time period. I don't know if it was like six months or a year. Uh, she was almost like a hundred percent better and completely off the spectrum for. Wow. Um, yeah. Another, there's this other thing that I, fortunately my, uh, my daughter is getting married to a nice young man, Zach Ross. Mm. And um, his father is a neurologist, military neurologist. Oh, there you go. And, um, He's like, before I retired, he's like, you got to come check this thing Like out. a surgeon, a TBI Like he does uh, this thing called, like, well, he does multiple different things, um, but he uh, he's part owner in this thing called a brain restoration clinic, and they do oh, okay. MERT, um, which MERT. he, MERT, magnetic resonance therapy. Oh, yeah. And so he he's like, that. come down. So I did that. Uh, uh, that was really cool. And, and so what they do is they don't really go, oh, you're, you know, so they do this, like, diagnosis on your brain. They do a kind of a test and they go, your brain isn't operating to its capacity. Of course they may see TBI on me. He's like, what happened here? I'm like, well, a couple, a couple rugby hits, you know, yeah. probably more than a couple. Um, <laughs> like, I'm like I always knew there was hundred. something going on right here. <laughs> I'm like, I don't, he's like, and he said hyperbaric, um, for a lot of kind yeah. of, but it was an interesting process. I did 10 treatments and my wife and my dad all did for different reasons. Um, and that was pretty interesting, Mert. Um, yeah. A lot of people, and it kind of reprograms your brain. And then like what they do is then they do another assessment on your brain afterwards. And they go, this is how your alpha, you know, waves and your, you know, beta waves and how it all works and how it should be optimized. So it's like kind of resetting your brain in a way. Hmm. That was pretty cool. And there's not a lot of people that do that. I gotta look we have a friend a that of, does that of, here. Okay, cool. Yeah. That, uh, you, should, you should reach out. Spear. Yes. Spear direct care. Yeah, really yeah she was a, was she in the army, a flight yeah. nurse, medic. She's a, a PA now or an NP. A lot of PTSD guys, yeah. like a lot mm-hmm. of like special ops, military guys, a lot of cops do that. And yeah. one of the things that was fascinating after talking to his dad, Troy Ross, um, is that a lot of kids that were like autistic that could not, were nonverbal started speaking again, That's which wild. is one of the hugest that is wild. things that they've had. And seen yeah. with it. It's really interesting. We gotta, I gotta, I need 
Yeah. Try that. Mert. Yeah, you, you strap could. a couple magnets to my head. I'll be good, right? Yeah, just, I mean, it feels, it's not uncomfortable. Yeah. No. It's just like a. I've, I've listened to somebody like in the next room do it. It seems like it's just a. Yeah, you hear it. You hear like loud screaming. It's, it's <laughs> no. <laughs> no, 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 no screaming. It was, not, it was not painful, but it, it is a it is a weird sensation. But it, um, huh. you definitely get like right after it. Like at first, you're kind of euphoric, and then yeah. it's it gives you. Um, and this is interesting. What he said, and I agree with it. it. It's like you get a stimulus, and you have a little pause to be able to go. Okay, that's probably not a good idea. Mm. Where you might be more reactive if you're someone who's been hyper vigilant for thirty years or something. Yeah, you know. Oh yeah, you mentioned that earlier. It's been a year. It's been a year. You think uh, think you're settling down some? Yes, I think I am. I think um, I sleep a lot better. Yeah. Um, I feel better. I'm not waking up to calls 24 hours a day. Do you want me to start texting you at like two in the morning? Sure. So you have if that, you like, want, that if you feeling, want. I'll turn it off. Yeah. I, won't, I won't listen to it. <laughs> Mine's off at eight. Mine's off. By the way, yeah, yeah it's like I, I don't have a reason to keep it up. I'll tell you what, that uh, being on call for the entire state of California during those two years, right. I wouldn't wish it on anybody. It's horrible. That yeah, sucks. Um, I did. You know, I got through it, um, but it was not easy. Yeah. I was, you know. Phone calls two o'clock, three o'clock in the morning, and mm. like serious, just shit challenge. Too. Just yeah, there, there, there was never good. Was it ever because of Seth? No, no, that's good. I can definitively say it was because Seth. <laughs> Seth was a good boy. Maybe Sam. Sam. Sam's Maybe Sam. 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 <laughs> how many times? How many times? Just kidding, Sam. Sam. I love you. We, we can't talk about that. <laughs> two times, you, five Sam. times. How many, how many times? I don't remember. Well, it's once. all blur now, Jared. It's all blur. <laughs> the Mert fixed everything. Uh, I need this. I need you to know this. <laughs> I'll tell you later. Uh, <laughs> I don't, it's all like, it's that, all blur. That's hilarious. Speaking of Sam, if you're one of our uh, long-term six or seven listeners, whatever we have, uh, <laughs> we love you, Sam. We have an episode, a video episode we, we recorded with Sam. We are not publishing. Just know that it will not I need to hear that. It. We had yeah. so much fun. We could send it to you. Yeah. Okay. We argued for two <laughs> hours about nothing. Sam Sam showed up and he was just feeling hot. It was, it was uh, spicy that day. It yeah. was uncomfortable for me. Uh, it was it was a lot of religious argument actually, okay. which was interesting. Um, yeah. And uh, you know, I kind of bowed out of that uh, conversation a bit. And um, it's just weird though. Like, we, yeah, I don't know why it was hot. Well, this yeah. is why this is why people are fighting in the Middle East too. <laughs> it is interesting though that transition, right? Like people going from hypervigilance, whether you're on the field or even, you know, depending on. I mean, there's some people that seem like they sit behind the desk all day and somehow get through their career, but yeah. I wasn't one of those people. It's it's an interesting transition, and I it's sad. I, you know, there's not enough resource for people. Like, there's no one, like, really, like, how do you come out of that? Or, or like, special ops. I mean, it's there's probably not. more of that in the military. Yeah. yeah. There's there not. Even more. But, you know, you got a guy, you know, law enforcement's done 30 years. Like, every stop is potential death. Right. And, sure. and how do you uh, come down from that? Like, you know, and from I think it, from it depends on your personality, right? Yeah. And how you contain that. Um, uh, I recognize alcohol for yeah, some people, which is dangerous. Yeah, yeah, not a good idea. A lot of guys drink themselves to death pretty quickly. Yep. You know, it's like how, what's your healthy out outlet like for you know you know what, whoever you are, whatever it is, you know, some kind of exercise. Like you can't just barricade yourself in a house and no, pout and drink, and that that happens to a lot of guys, and it's sad. Yeah. Yeah, I have to stay active. Like that's, me too. I think that's part of it. I, like I have to kind of move more than I probably want to. Like yeah, I, you yeah, know, yeah. it's almost like a you're never start hiking, man. That's what I love hiking. I, I love just go out Nordic skiing. He's in, he's in Nordic skiing. We're gonna go skiing. Oh, this let's year. do it. Yeah, yeah. Backcountry Nordic. Yeah, I need to get a setup like that. Yeah, Spokane yeah, Ski it. Swap is on Saturday. I'm yeah. going. I'm oh, going. is it? Yeah, I don't know when's if they'll have anything. When's the local one here? I don't know. Yeah, good question. Coming up, there's one of the fairgrounds every year. Um, 
That's all I could do when there was 64 feet of snow in my house last year. <laughs> I saw some uh, like re- rescue or recovery videos from that last year. It was insane. It was nuts. Roofs I just like climb. I tried to climb up like, you know, something like the side of this wall. And I would just kind of get up on top and I would just ski because I couldn't go anywhere else. Like, I just like, what else am I going to do? I'm just going to go out in a blizzard and ski for four or five miles and <laughs> work out my shit. You know what I mean? Like, you know, like and I was fine. I was like, I come back. I'm like, hi, honey. I'm really relaxed. It's great. And I love you. You know what's funny about all that? Going, yeah. People, they say like, oh, this global warming or the world's ending or the apocalypse, whatever theory they buy into, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm just like, have you ever heard... The Donner Party? <laughs> yes. Well, <laughs> having worked that area, I went yes. up there a lot going, people shouldn't be here. Yeah. Like, yeah. this is not right. human. Have you ever read the old Mountain Man books? Like Some of them, yeah. That's what they, they're yeah. all about this. Like, right. There's catastrophic weather. Sure. We've just had a few years of where it's not been that bad. Sure. Right? Um, Florida, like, uh, so my mom's family's from Florida a long time ago, but they landed in savannah in 1735 it's a cool city straight from austria it's a cool town they have one of the biggest uh saint patty's parties if you want to go to that yeah it's it's pretty nuts um but you know in some short time after that they migrated down to central florida um if you know florida history and like any of your family read the old almanacs and you've studied that this stuff none of this is new right none of it's different sure like these big snow drifts 60 feet or I don't know if that oh, was yeah. right or whatever but um this isn't all happened before oh yeah and, it's and gonna, it was always going to happen again for it. I mean yeah I remember uh, I think it was 20 oh god was it 2016 2016 was a big year too and I was up there with uh, my sergeants were super senior uh you remember Randy Fisher mm-hmm. SRT mm-hmm. um Eric Strecker Brian Yops SRT mm-hmm. and we we're standing out there and it's a Sunday night and I'm standing up there on Donner Summit and I'm watching the trees crack and the mudslide, like a slid down, took out the whole freeway. <laughs> and the, the district director from Caltrans, uh, he's passed away now. Transportation. Yeah, he's a Caltrans driver. But he, he was the director and he runs into power lines with his rubber bumpers on his push bumpers. He had push bumpers on his rig. I mean, he could have got zapped right there. Yeah. He was like, we have no business being here. Um, and Mother Nature has spoken. The freeway's closed till. <laughs> whenever right. like we're done I've, you know i've never been anything like that yeah <clears throat> i remember having gore-tex on and water penetrating like through my whole uniform my snow uniform with yeah. gore-tex and i'm just getting wet as hell and i'm standing out there like i've never heard a mountain sound like that <laughs> i should be inside <clears throat> yeah <laughs> i think it was it was like the wind speeds up on the top of squaw pass was over 170 miles yeah, so it was right around there you can't say that anymore yeah no it's palisades no are they changing formerly the known as oh. squaw valley it's, it's insensitive, right? So Palisades, but it, at the time it was Squaw Valley, so I'm accurate. Yeah, it's the same back home. Like <laughs> there's there's subdivisions built in yeah. places that when when my parents and grandparents were kids were lakes. Yeah, in Florida, right? Like, yeah, it's crazy. What, what do you guys think is going to happen when we have another right? five ten years where it's pretty wet? Sure. Oh yeah. Well, look at the Thule Lake in California. Like, yeah. took out farms that have been there for a hundred years, right? Yeah. That is Florida's interesting. I mean, the the hurricanes are so damaging. Or oh, the sinkholes, you know, like all those little sinkholes. lakes. If you look at a map yeah. down central Florida, it's thousands of little lakes. Yeah, those are all sinkholes. Yeah. At one point, that was every one of those lakes was a sinkhole. It's crazy. It's crazy. And they're like, oh, I'll just put up a building. Yeah, no big like, deal. Not what could put happen? A city there. Oh my! I can't believe that sinkhole opened up right there. Sad. Oh, it's like that building collapsed, right? Yeah, it was a sinkhole. Yeah. Horrible. 
Well, well that's two hours. Boys. Two hours. Damn. Yeah. Say we, we just started. I thought we just started. Weather. We didn't do religion, so yeah, we'll get. We can get to that next. I time. got a lot of that. He's an interesting one to talk to you about. Ooh, that. Well, yeah. You want to go? Let's keep going. Let's let let's save it. I'm, All right. I'm down. You want to keep going? Fired up. I got nothing to do. Fired okay. up. Hold on. Let me check. Make sure the baby's not. People get tired of us. Yeah, you can't. Two baby. weeks out right now, so. Congrats. It's an important That's awesome. call. You need. Yeah, you get that call. Yeah, watch your phone. <laughs> watch your damn phone. So we we tell me about it. Uh, we had this conversation. Well, I. This is weird. You surprised me. I mean, to the extent where like professors have interviewed me about it. So my family um, on my father's side were some of the pioneers with the Mormon Church. Okay. Um, they came over. Um, I was not part of the Mormon Church. My dad left the church um, and became a Zen Buddhist. Um, he was oh. a Zen Buddhist for many, many years and, um, in a kind of an interesting type of Japanese Zen, uh, Rinzai Zen. And then my mother was Jewish and that's I, interesting. It's interesting. I grew up next to a Catholic church. Okay. My wife's Baptist and ah. my brother was in a small organization that could be considered a cult. Okay. So all that. And <clears throat> it was interesting growing up with that background and, um, um, I probably followed my father's footsteps more, mm. um, kind of grew up at 12 years old and I, and I experienced all of it. I went to everything, including Christian churches. Um, I went to Catholic mass cause I lived literally right next to a Catholic school. Um, so I go there for Christmas mass every year cause it was just fun. Yeah. It was interesting. Yeah. It was beautiful. Cool. Um, but it was interesting, um, kind of growing up in that multi-religious background. Um, people are like, you know, it's, it, it's interesting how, there's a lot of folks that are very judgmental of whatever you believe. Um, I, I believe in spirituality. I believe in God. I believe in nature's where it's at. I think we're all connected, whether we want to be or not. And kind of growing up in that, it kind of gave me perspective that the core of most religions is really good, hmm. right? Like the philosophy, like if you even look at like Sufism and Muslim, you know, is very similar to Buddhism. You look at Advaita, which is Hinduism, which is very similar to, you know, in Christianity, the core of it, the problem is where man creates it and takes it, you know, before law, there was religion, right? And the controlled masses. Mm. Um, I'm all for people believing in faith. I think that faith is important. I think spirituality is important. Um, but I also think that it should be in a way that's healthy and conducive and there's a lot of people that are unfortunately manipulated in all faiths um which is you know i think some of the most horrible stuff and people create themselves that are man to become deities and that mm. sort of thing for you know ego sexuality or all that sort of stuff so that's that's where i think there's a lot of problems but i think you know um i'm very supportive of spirituality religion and people having their faith i think that faithful people are usually really good people yeah yeah it's the best way I can describe it. But, you know, I grew up in, in, in Zen, which is very different. Uh, and I had, you know, you know, I went to the Mormon church. I went to all these different things. Um, but what for me, um, there's a lot of, uh, a lot you can be learned from, like, I look at almost like the Buddhist philosophy is more of a philosophy than a religion. Mm. But then when you go to like Tibetan Buddhists or Japanese Buddhists or, or, uh, you know, like Thai Buddhists, for example, it takes on their culture just like it does. Like, you know, if you go to Greenland, it's going to be very, or Iceland, a Christian church is going to be very different than it is here. Mm. So the, the cultures take over the philosophy at some point and become, 
very connected to their culture, almost more so than the actual core message of what it's like. How many people, you know, in a Christian church really know the Bible, right? How many people have actually sat there and read the Bible? There's several people that have, there's a lot of people that haven't. And so they're, you know, sometimes they're, they go into whatever these people want to talk about and, or their, mm. their interpretation of what the message is. Yeah. Yeah. I like the way you look at that. That I feel like I, I'm similar minded in that way and I'm just kind of starting my journey. You saw my boot, my Buddhist book up there on the yeah, uh, coffee table. Yeah. Rebel Buddhist Buddhism. Rebel, Rebel I think Buddhism. from like a, for me, like not even like I, I consider Buddhism or Advaita or meditation is more of a fill is more of a physical thing. It's like defragging your brain, mm. right? Like if you just sit there and you spend some time just sitting there, all these things come through. Right. But what Buddhists believe is non-attachment. They don't believe in, you know, like just because I'm sad doesn't mean that it's a real thing. It doesn't mean that the world's mad at me or whatever, whatever my mind, they call it the monkey mind, mm. right? I'm not going to just follow that. So some of the challenging times, like even in the middle of the riots or the things that we went through, sometimes I just had to be there for a minute and mm-hmm. just breathe and then go, okay, this chaos in my brain is not necessarily real mm. and kind of detaching from that, but also being very present with what's really happening too. Yeah. Does that, that probably, make sense? Yeah, totally. I think that probably was a big help in a leadership role, being able sure. to, to do that. I've started to kind of be able to embrace that because my work right now can be very chaotic and extremely busy. Sure. Like a plugged in constantly. And it's not healthy. It's not. And it's I've not. started even just taking 10 minutes, like if I lay on the couch and I just, just breathe and I like shut everything else off. Like well, I was considering like your ice bath thing is you have to be Huge, in a state yeah. like, like people that panic going into an ice bath yeah. really struggle. Yep. Like they're like, <sighs> if you're breathing and you're present in it and you know that that warm wave's coming, mm-hmm. you know how to get through it. It's totally right. Doable. It's all, it's all yeah. up here. Whether it's Wim Hof, whatever you call it, meditation, whatever you call it, Buddhism, whatever it is, like just kind of allowing your brain to be here and not in the future, not in the past so yeah. much. That's, uh, are, you, that's, are you equating right. Buddhism with meditation? Like, are you saying that's what Buddhism is? I would say that's a big part of it. A big part of like what we hear from my, I don't know a lot about Buddhism. So, so there's, like I said, there's, when you look at like Japanese Buddhism, it's very like, you know, uh, the way they sit is a certain way. They, you know, they pray in a certain way. They chant in a certain way. Tibetan Buddhists are completely different. Right. But the core of that is mindfulness, breathing, <laughs> knowing that your mind can go off in these tangents that are not necessarily healthy and not necessarily real. Uh, um, there's like a, there's like a, a betterment, right? Like you're, you're trying sure. to improve yourself. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm just, just, but I think like you look at that, like you just said that, right? Like, isn't that similar to kind of the core of Christianity is the yeah. more to the core of, right. That's where it all, you know, and then there's people that I would you know, disagree with that. Okay. Like Christ is actual Christianity. Christ is the focus. Yeah. Or is the focus? Uh, yeah, what you said about most Christians in like in a, a Western Christian church are probably not Christian. Like they they go to church to go to church. They don't read the Bible. They're not. They're not. Um, I wouldn't even say that. I mean, I'm just practiced. saying like, but like the betterment of themselves and also yeah to their to their God, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But I also think there's also there, like there's people are people, right? There's people that are. Well, I'm not saying the they're core. bad. I'm just saying like. You, to, when people compare religions, I think that a lot of them, you know, like some woman gets into yoga and learns, sure. she's not a Buddhist. She doesn't know. Like, no. that's not the same thing, right? right? Like you're a Christian that goes to church or a person that says they go to church doesn't mean they're a Christian. Sure. Like it's the same, same kind of thing. Um, 
I don't know. I think a lot of Christianity gets, uh, how do I say this? The, what's presented as Christianity isn't Christianity. Sure. That's what, that's exactly what I said. Yeah. Like I've said, a lot of people are dissuaded like through this, you know, and, and, and to look at that even as a more human level, you know, when you're, when you run into like someone who's a jihadist, right. They're inspired by what they believe. A gang member believes in what they believe wholeheartedly. Someone who's woke believes in wholeheartedly what Mm. they believe in. People are looking for something and people take advantage of people and manipulate people. And that's some of the most evil shit that there is. Um, you know, God can be a different perspective for different people, but you know, I think that, uh, Nature, we're all connected. I think that it's important to have faith and spirituality and whatever that is for you, as long as it's healthy. Yeah. Right. And not to be manipulated. And understand, because so many people I see subjected to that, whether it's an incredible priest, whether it's a guru, whether it's whatever, you see so many people that are like, I'm going to lay down my whole world and I believe wholeheartedly in whatever this person says and I'm willing to do whatever. And that's really dangerous. Yeah, especially when that's that is turned towards evil ways. I mean, what Christianity? I mean, look at how many Christian churches are in Coraline, right? Are oh, they? Well. And what's their messaging? And then how is that similar? Is it? Yeah, I, don't know. Know. I don't know. Like, I don't know. I know. No, there's there's a pretty dramatic swing over in America. Coraline specifically. America. We'll say America. Quarter Lane would be a, like an odd picture of America. I wouldn't, <laughs> that's true. I wouldn't say that's, that's a bad. A, I would just yeah, yeah. threw that out. Um, okay, let's say Spokane. <laughs> well, so let's say I, Spokane. But that's what I was saying about like what what people take as Christian. Like their friend, they know some person goes to church, yeah. or they have a picture. They post a picture of uh, a cross for Easter week or wh- whatever their thing is. Right. Um, what people think is not what the reality is. Like you can go sure. on any platform, YouTube, Instagram, wherever, and find all these like prosperity gospel preachers. Mm-hmm. That's a total sham. Yeah. Like, no, uh, and some evil shit taking people's grandma's money, taking their and money. Like, they're like, like, I'll pray for you. Give yeah, me some right. money. Yeah. That's total yeah. nonsense. Right. There's, it's the same. Like I, I have friends that'll contradict me on this, but like the whole speaking in tongues thing, you know what that is, right? Yep. There's, there's all these preachers, the charismatic people that teach this, it's absolutely crazy nonsense, right? It doesn't mean the the fact of tongues doesn't exist or hasn't existed. Sure. But when I'm watching that person just dance around and scream the same three words over and over, I know that's not real. I don't like. I don't need a, a specific word from God to tell me that that's fake. Well, so, but it might be real to them. It's, it's like not, well, that's the thing. No. It's like it's like. That's it's know. hard. It's but hard. They're, they're, it's know. a performative thing they're doing for for money or for personal gain. Maybe. It's not a. Like I'm saying all that a lot of Christianity is represented by those bigger picture things. And that's not really what Christianity is. Mm. Yeah. I just, I, you know what I hate is like, it's kind of where you went. We're going is like, you know, prophetizing, you know, these billionaires <laughs> that are, you know, like private I'm, jet. You know, like private jet and, you know, like I'm living this elite life sure. in my, you know, that's, that's, that's crap. crap. That's bullshit. Yeah. You yeah. see it now. It's like with all the, turmoil in the world yeah all the doomsday prophets have come out spouting sure. the same things they've all been wrong about for the last 200 years or well look how many people have been leaving whatever. churches i mean you look at the the and maybe not so much here but a lot of people that have left the organization I know a lot of people that are lds that have left i know a yeah. lot of people that have you know christian mm. churches that you know and then there's people that find god and people that 
are inspired and, and have incredible faith in what they believe it sustains them. And that's awesome. Yeah. All that's, all that's true, mm. you know, and I'm, and who am I like to judge unless like, unless you're hurting people or you're manipulating people, I think it's good for do the most part. Do whatever you want. Yeah. Yep. Mm. Jared will disagree with you, but <laughs> definitely disagree with that. Yeah. I just, I, I think, uh, well that, that mindset is also like to the same, to the, all the cultural groups that are affecting our culture negatively. Like, well, as long as it doesn't hurt anybody, that's, that's where all that starts. And it's not, well, I think like, when you like impact if, others, if, you, if you're really a Christian, you're going to stand your ground about what's biblical and what Christianity sure. is. Um, and that's, that's my job, right? Yeah. Like as a Christian, I'm supposed to, uh, I wasn't prepared to, to have this discourse or discuss this right now. Uh, but I believe in the triune God, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, right? I am Christian. And there is a lot of people in Christianity that are saying what you guys say. Right? But as a, as a Christian, you can't believe that. Right. Right. You can be, you can not be a Christian and believe sure. that. That's fine. That's between yeah. you and God, right. as far as I'm concerned. And I, and I think, but you can't say, well, you know, like modern evangelical Christians are open to a lot of that stuff. And that's not Christian. Sure. I think that attitude, honestly, uh, not, not attitude, I don't mean that, that like mindset is what drives me away from that because like if God is all loving and uh, in energy, maybe you don't believe that, but I do. No, I don't. And it's like, well, why is that not okay? So that, that like that, if I were to go into a church and it was like that, I'd be like, I'm out. Like, I don't, I can't, I can't live like that. I'm being, I'm being like there was, forced into were this like hole. What? Uh, like if you're not following these rules, like you're not Christian enough, like if you're not, following well, it's not like you're not Christian specifically. enough, it's, the, it's not about rules. It's about the basis of Christianity is believing that Christ came to save us. If you don't believe that, then you're something else. That's, that's yeah. that was like basic Christianity across the board until just a few years ago. Sure. I get, I get it. I mean, I, I, th- think, I think like I think you look at time, like you look at what was Christianity a hundred years ago. Yeah. What was Christianity hundred years before that? What is it in, you know, in the Russian Orthodox church, which, you know, like, and that's, and it's a really interesting thing to, to kind of interpret. I'm certainly no expert. Certainly not. Does and it? I don't, and I, like I said, like I, I, I respect people's values as long as, like I said, like, but you start, you know, the stuff that's happening in the middle East is just sickening. Yeah. Do you, uh, mm-hmm. does it question Jared? Go. Does it bug you that, that I am not a Christian? No. Okay. I pray for you. <laughs> he needs it. I wasn't I a joke. I do. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. good. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I have, I have lots of friends that aren't Christians. So from my perspective is that my primary focus is supposed to be on living out my faith. Yeah. Right? That's awesome. Um, and that means being involved in the world that's around me, like going to some mountain and hiding with, 10 years of freeze dried food and waiting for whatever <laughs> that's not, that's no Christian is called to do that. That's not part it's of not Christianity anywhere in the Bible. Right. Yeah. So I don't like, I have lots of non-Christian friends or friends that, like you grew up Christian yeah, or in a Christian church. Not, I don't know if you were Christian or not. I don't think um, I ever like really embodied it. I would, I would say that you were never were. No. Like, and, and part of that's, that's just fine. being young and I, you know, right. you don't know, but it's, so there's, there's different parts of, like what you're saying is different parts of Christianity, right? Sure. Some people, some Christians believe it's their job to aggressively go and like convert everybody that yeah. hates that. I don't believe that at all. 
Sure. Right? It's our job to live our faith. It's our job to um, be examples. It's our job to pray for people, especially people in the world around us. That, I think that's that all we're wonderful. Regular contact with. Yeah. So no, it doesn't bug me that you're not Christian. Okay. Just want to get that out in the air. It's good. <laughs> it's good. Yeah. Hey, you know what? We could all have a little more faith. We could all care about people a little more. We could all do good things. Hell right? yeah. And take care of our families better. Yeah. And I wish more people were like that. This uh, religious conversation is always this, this is, is good. Seth this usually is, like holds up and shuts off. I, I do, happens, I do. I get uncomfortable. Sam will Sam will attest. I know he's listening and waiting for me to get uncomfortable. Um, yeah, this is what that that initial podcast with Sam. It was like almost two hours of that. Wow! And uh, it got it got. It was mostly me and Sam. It was yeah. I was kind of in the back, just like Were you guys like know. similar. Did you agree? No, not even close. Not even close. Okay. I mean, so it was like some a similarity. Kind of like you and Sam. Sam's a Seventh Day Adventist. Okay, and, and I'm a Presbyterian. Okay, Same. so wild, it's kind of wildly different. Like there's, there's, there are wildly different interpretations. Um, most, yeah, right, yeah, I guess so because there were, you know, like uh, days you go to church, things like that were all different, right? Yeah, that's. I mean, you got that. Yeah, yeah, you know, people that are Jehovah's Witnesses, LDS, Catholics, well, like, so and they're all like, oh yeah, uh, my way's the right way. Yeah, you know? that's part of what I was saying though. A lot, of, a lot of those strange, like LDS was not considered Christian sure. until recently. Right. And I, as far as I know, they're not. Like I don't believe they are because they believe that we all eventually can or will become gods with our own planets. Like there's there's a whole line of thinking that's part of that sure. that's not biblical in any way. Right. And then like you know, but you hear their interpretation it's and I'm not saying like I'm not here to say like this is the right way. That's not my right. not my role. And yeah, I respect kinda... I respect people for their faith. And I, I think that faith and religion can be incredibly sustaining and beautiful and just the, the positive outcomes of that can be wonderful. I also have seen the other side. Yeah. And I and I think that people can be manipulated. I think mm-hmm. people can profit. You look at some of the extreme stuff that happens and you know, I, th- I think people at some point have to go, This is the path for me and there's a lot of different paths. Some people believe that this is the only path and that's okay too. Yeah, absolutely. Love is love, brother. Love is love. That's right. No, that's how I responded. That's how I responded <laughs> to a lot, of those, uh, a lot of those I, hateful I YouTube really comments. You, There's different kinds of love. You need to backtrack that buddy. <laughs> no, I responded to that, to those hateful liberals on my YouTube channel with that. And, uh, I think that irritated them more. That's going to irritate them. But I just wanted to point that out. whole I line of thinking to, go, takes us to where we are culturally. <clears throat> that sure. whatever all those lines on that flag represent, like <clears throat> oh, I'm, not, some, I'm not going there. When I when I say yeah, that, but when I'm you say love is love, that. that's what it means. That's that's old. That's old uh, have, Rastafarian shit, man. That's no. What I do know is that the majority of people are very good, yeah. and we sometimes lose track of that as first responders because mm. we go to the bad. Sure. And yeah. I think that most people, you know, nine out of ten people. And more than that, probably 9.9 are just good people. Yeah. And we're spending a shit ton of time on that 0.01% that's not. And we're, uh, you know, we're challenging everybody else's rights to deal with these people that, you know, aren't good or, or to pacify them, you know? And it's like this crazy world where everybody else now is subjected to what someone else may believe that I might not disagree with. And I'm some kind of radical because maybe that I don't or my family doesn't. That's pretty sad too. Yeah. That's that's a real challenge where we're at. Like we can agree to disagree. 
I don't have to agree with you. Yeah. Um, and we should have that right. That's in our, you know, absolutely. I mean, we shouldn't have to go, this is the way it is, but at the same point, we shouldn't, um, challenge the majority mm. for mm. the minority. Yeah. You want to believe that? Believe it. You know, live your life. You what might is, be a really, is, it might be a really hard road for you. Where's the line like, for that? <clears throat> that's a, you said, if you want to believe that, what is that? Well, I think that can be all kinds of things. It, it could be anything from a radical from, you know, whether it's. Are you talking about religion or like lifestyle? What do you. All of it. All of it. All of it. I think there's people that are like, you know, and then there's like the sensitivity thing like we were talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. You know, where, where's that line? Where is that line? Should we uh, not do anything to, you know, now I can't call you a sir because I don't know what your pronouns are. And that's mm. a huge issue. Well, you know, I'm, I've been, I was, I grew up calling sir and ma'am. Right. Yes, sir. And I still do. And you know what? Sometimes I'm wrong and I felt it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I've, I, yes, ma'am. And I'm like trying to be polite and I've got the look, you know, I'm like, well, sorry. I didn't know. I don't even know my acronyms right now. Yeah. So I can't keep up. So like, how do I, how do I get ahead of that? Can't play that you game. You can't. You can't play that game. And it's sad. You know, like that's what I'm saying is you believe but, what you want, but I'm not, you know, don't expect me to just necessarily believe what you believe. Yeah. Mm, but that's where we've gone is we're, we're from being, a cultural perspective, we're being forced so to play those games. <clears throat> yeah, and it's weird, isn't it? It's very weird. It's weird. Like, what's what's the objective of that? I don't. Know. It's mass. I like say it's psychosis. From a Christian perspective, it's evil, right? Like, mm-hmm. believe people believing they can have relations with animals or sick children or there's people trying to marry like cars. Do whatever you or want. You believe do, your cat. Do whatever you want as long as you're not hurting anybody. If you want to marry a fucking car, go marry a fucking car, in my opinion. No. Yeah, I don't care. But now kids and stuff are different, obviously. Yeah, but where's the line? If you- well, the lines are in inanimate objects. You just want to go marry a car. Like, you're retarded. That person probably needs to just marry a car. Yeah, marry a car and go fucking live in the woods with it. <laughs> like, maybe, I mean, uh, not that it's a real marriage, but, uh, well, I would, you no, know. That's like what I would you, say. You it's can, not a marriage. Oh, right? like oh yeah. Well, there's that. <laughs> but if you, that person probably has no business. Yeah, being depends on what kind of car too. <laughs> no, but if you say like love is love or these kind of vague statements, like believe what you believe, what as long as it doesn't hurt anybody. Well, where's the line where it starts hurting people? I think that's, and that's something clear. it's not. No, it's that's, not. That's the problem with our culture. That's I guess not. That's not I mean, there could be emotional. That line damage, is one hundred percent subjective right now, and that's and that's okay. Now, yeah, I could see that. It's a weird world. I, I can't, I can't, you know, in my limited uh, brain capacity, figure it out. I don't understand what the objective is. I don't know why people uh, uh, want to provide so much hate or people are willing to say shit behind an internet keyboard that they wouldn't <laughs> say in front of someone's face. Yeah. You know, I think when I meet most people, like when I talk to people and I'm, a, I'm an extrovert for sure, whether, whatever the persuasion is, I'll talk to anybody. Yeah. Um, most people I've met, even if I completely disagree with them for the most part are nice, good people that are not violent or I might not agree with them. Yeah. Right. If you catch you know, them in like, the right, in the right frame of mind sure. or the right space, the right conversation, like even these people that were extremely hateful towards me on YouTube, I bet if I ran into them in an environment, they wouldn't talk to you. They well, wouldn't talk. They just run away. They, I mean, they might though, if it was the right environment, right? If I'm sitting next to them on a bus and I'm just bullshitting, sure. they might, it might not even come Bro. up. Bald beard tattoos, yeah, well, kind of muscular. They're yeah. not talking to you. Kind of muscular, bro. That's true. Kind of. Well, you're on the T now, so. Oh, yeah, well, it's because they're 95 all that, pounds. All that. Right. 
Oh, what was that anemic. video? Did I send that to you? Yeah. I, d- I don't know. 95 pounds and anemic. It was so like my. this thing. Like, it was this guy talking about if you're under 200 pounds. It was like, do you have that? These, these are all the things that <laughs> can kill you. And it was pretty much like everything because you're, you're too small. Yeah, because you're under, <laughs> you're under 200 pounds. I was like, I got to send this to some friends. It was so damn funny. It was like. Ah, I feel bad for the. For it's like those. the first thing you should look out for is me. When I say me, I mean everybody over two hundred pounds. <laughs> if we get hungry, you're the snack. <laughs> well, and then look at all these trolls. Hilarious. Right? There's like trolls and there's troll farms in Russia. I don't think most of those are real. I there's think. troll farms. Yeah. Oh yeah. I no, mean, no. I mean the people like the, those are all bots or farms. Yeah. Oh or yeah, whatever. they're the real. I mean, like yeah. you know, I had some really hot. Lady want to befriend me on Facebook today. I deny. I her. get those. I, block I get those every day. Every day, because you know you're like Twitter's the worst. Person. Like, yeah, no, like you're not a real person. <laughs> like, you're all this like is a, bot. a model. You're like, like um, and then the next thing you get is hello. Yeah. Right. Uh, Hi, yeah. and they're like, uh, what do you what are you doing right now, Seth? Yeah, I'm fucking working. Fuck <laughs> off. Yeah. Right. It's like right. Get out of here. You into Bitcoin? I, I block you into Bitcoin for this shit. Yeah. You into Bitcoin? <laughs> <laughs> I had a guy hit me up from. Uh, middle Pakistan, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's a bad. He friended me. It was a, it's a Christian page. Like okay, just a bunch of Bible verses. Um, no pictures of people. So then he's that's like, concerned. Then he sent me a um, a private message like, "Hey, it's good to see you, brother." All this stuff, and I'm like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. "A publicly what's your Christian right. page in Pakistan?" Sure. Uh, like, what's the end game? Well, that's not right. a, that's not a thing, right? I have, I have friends who started churches there where they killed everybody. Yeah. So there's always an alternative, right? There's always an ultimatum. Like, uh, I'm going to get you to finance this or, yeah. And sometimes I like to play with that because I'll be like, Hey, what's up? Like, yeah, I'm really interested. <laughs> like, and then oh, like, tell me all about Bitcoin. like, yeah, yeah, you're, yeah. But then I just block them. Yeah. Cause I, yeah, that's right. So many of those. Yeah. It's I don't, very frustrating. I don't think I get that much, uh, attractive ladies liking me. Yeah. It's fine. I'm okay with it. It's a 350 pound dude on the other end. Yeah. That attractive lady. Exactly. He's in a, in a, he's in a Ruski prison yeah. or something. Have you seen those uh, pictures of the luck. dudes like in, <laughs> in like South America or Africa? It's in some hut and there's like 10 of them on a computer and they're all just like, have you seen like the Jamaican, um, the Jamaican, like the, these like, they're in these houses and yeah, that's they what I'm talking about. Extort money out yeah. of people all the time. They just they're just waiting for the one in the thousand that responds. yeah, right. You throw enough out, yeah. you're going to catch one. And then you get these old folks that are victimized, yep. and they're like, "Oh, send twenty thousand yeah. dollars to Nigeria. Yeah, your, get, your son's in jail, and he's yeah, bail money." But awesome. Oh my gosh! They're in a building with a dirt floor, and there's like a like a cell phone uh, hotspot in between them, and they're all just like hammering away. <laughs> Have you ever seen the guy on YouTube that like trolls the Indian uh, trolls? No. Oh, you got to watch that guy. So what he does is. He basically gets on there. I forgot his name, but what he'll do is go into those centers where they're victimizing people and then he'll corrupt all their systems and he'll geolocate them and geofence them so that the Indian authorities can go after them. And he's like, and he'll disguise his voice because they all know who he is. That's and awesome. basically when he gives a computer, he's like, yeah, come on in. But he's really getting in theirs. And so he has it all fit, like all videotaped yeah, and like he's sitting there and he's like, and he start he speaks enough Indian. He's a Caucasian guy to where he knows what they're saying. And they're like, you know, fuck you, fuck you. And we're going to take you down. He's like, I already know where you're at. The police are already on the way. Close it up. It's pretty cool. Yes. And then he gets people's money back for him, which is really awesome. He's like a Robin cool. Hood. That is way cool. Pretty cool. I'm glad you know there's people out there like that. There's a few. Are you looking for him, Jared? I'm um, um, just, I was thinking about that one of these people from earlier and I'm blocking them right now. Oh, good idea. Yeah. You don't need that. Do I get like one a day. Yep. Or I get the text. Oh, is get like, this, is this Jared? I get like yeah. 10 bot accounts a day. It's a first name with a bunch of numbers. Sure. And most of them have, a lot this, of, have a the lot same of one, or, one or two pictures. Yep. 
Yeah. Easy yeah. to spot when you look at the pictures. Click my link. We should have been no. troll farmers. Yeah. Maybe should have been troll farmers. We could, we could, could have been rich. <laughs> we, could, we could set this room up for that. Right? <laughs> what are they probably, selling? Like, 15, what, 20 people. What are they actually doing? Like, I think they're just trying to extort money out of people. I don't know the game. Yeah, I don't get it. Bitcoin. I think I think some of it's espionage. Some of it's trade. Only fans. Like, is it real? Well, I did notice that the minute I started working in the private industry, I started getting a lot more. Oh. Especially in the tech industry. Interesting. Wow. Right. Like, we want to know, like, especially on LinkedIn or something. Yeah. Huh. I started getting all these, uh, you know, Chinese, very attractive women liking me. Oh, yeah. Those are all Stonebreaker, but I don't know why. Yeah. It's the bald head. It's, it's the head and the beard. Yeah. Every you guys are perfect people. I told you that earlier. I know. Because yeah. of our heads. The heads and the beards. Yeah. It's like the combo. That's very. Jared um, needs some more tattoos. Ooh. They hurt. Stoney's tattooed about like in the entire his entire body. body I've got a few. Which I did not know. Until I think I'm done. I don't know. I want more than I'm like. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I well, in I Japan, it was weird. The first place I felt like bad for having tattoos. Yeah, you guys were telling me that. Why? Like, they were, they I was just I just got back in Japan, and uh, you can't go into a gym. You can't go to a public beach. If you, you have tattoos, yeah, in Why? most onsens, which is like a like a hot tub, offensive or they consider it like you're dirty, like you're a dirty person. What about all the Japanese tattoos? Like the, the is that is that one form of tattoo art? Well, I think they kind of equate it to the yakuza, mm. and um, you know I'm not I'm no expert, but you definitely there was signs like tattoos are not welcome. Wow, but they you know like going to the bigger cities they definitely had more people that were, I mean I saw people that were tattoos but not as much as here. Mm. You think you go to Japan you see more tattoos? I would, yeah, I would have thought I'd see a lot. And they they were trying to I believe outlaw some of the stuff or have medical licenses to require tattoos. And what time. was the population like there? Very gracious. Um, the people were wonderful. The food was incredible. I was meaning more like demographics. Because I've, I've read that there's a massive amount of elderly and not <laughs> enough young people because their their birth rate went way down. Until I went to Tokyo and I was like, that's not true. Yeah. There's so many damn people. It's like Tokyo is the biggest city in the world. It's like four New York cities. Wow. So all, and I was like, they outside don't need, of there? I think they're fine. Yeah. I don't know. I think they're doing all right. I mean, I, I, who am I to say? I mean, I think there's what I saw was kind of something that <clears throat> my wife and I have talked about this. It was kind of interesting. There's definitely a separation between the young folks and the older folks. And you see a lot of people that are very kind of like spending a lot of money that are young mm. and they're somehow supported, you know, and then the older, older folks are working their ass off. I mean, I'm just speaking generalities. Of course I saw a lot of people, you know, like there, when you work, you have to go out at night, right? Like that's their whole thing. And they work way too hard in my opinion. And they're very productive. Right. Um, but there's a lot of the kids that are like spending money on anime and they're dressing up and it's a whole scene. Like you're seeing like this like anime they walk around in costume. They walk around in costume all the time. And it was like everything from goth anime to that's why you really went there. Isn't it? So you can dress. Up. I couldn't tell how old they were. I mean, it was, but I would say that, um, they were like very kind of seemed like, um, not self-absorbed, but they're very into their scene. Mm, yeah. And, um, but for the most part, I, I mean, you know, they look at you like, uh, you're just a tourist, which I was. And, but for the most part, I thought everybody like that, I really, you know, just had a conversation with whether they spoke English or not, were super gracious and kind. Like, that's cool. I was like, man, they're fun. Like they're really nice yeah. people. I have a friend that used to work um, at our SO back home and he just retired and he moved. It's not permanent, but they they're going, they went to Thailand. Him and his wife went to Thailand for mm-hmm. long term. I don't know if <clears throat> Six or twelve or twenty-four months or whatever, but he's been posting all the stuff. And Thailand's cool. I've been there a couple times on a decent, uh, decent American pension. Oh, you're doing all right. Well, I know, I know a sergeant that lives over there full time. Oh, really? Who retired? Uh, yeah, 
Um, it's yes, Thailand, Japan, Japan, and Thailand. I thought Japan would be a lot more expensive. Thailand is even more. Um, the people are super nice. Like they're much more like gregarious in a way. Um, they're all very different. The Asian countries are all sure. very different, but Thai people are, are wonderful. They're super nice. Um, the food is good as long as you, you know, eat in the right places. Sometimes you're, maybe your system won't be able to take what right. they mm-hmm. eat, but Thailand is like people that are sketched out by going to Mexico. I always tell them if you go to Thailand, you're not going to be near as sketched out. <laughs> um, Thailand is way cheaper than Mexico too. Yeah. So, you know, you can, the first time I think I was there, I stayed like three nights and this is a lot of money there. I stayed three nights in a Japanese hotel in Thailand. It was beautiful, like a vacation, like beautiful. And I was eating at the hotel and getting drinks and all that stuff. And I'm like, how much is that? That's going to be a lot of money. Right. And it was like a hundred bucks. Oh, it's like 120 my. bucks for three wow. days. Wow. So that's Thailand. Like you can, you can spend as much as you want, but I, the last time I was there, I think my wife and I spent $80 a night. We had a full villa with our own pool, our own outdoor shower. I mean, that's, that's, good that's Thailand. Yeah. Wow. wow. So I think like their average rent for a nice apartment, there's 500 bucks a month. Something like mm. that. Dang. That's crazy. Yeah. Foods, you know, you can spend a lot. Like you can go metropolitan. They have it. But everything else is, you know, you can eat for two bucks. Dang. Uh, I'd say uh, I haven't been to Vietnam, but Japan was more expensive, but it wasn't, um, I had always heard, and I think it's because the yen's down. It wasn't, it was cheaper than here. Yeah. So. Shit. Well. We've been going for a long time. We're at two, two and, and a half. half. I'm wearing you guys out. We're, up to call we're going it. for yeah, the long form. We're, uh, we're uh, well past my bedtime. Just for Seth has to teach like in the morning. I, do, I got you. Just I've got to, I got to get up at five, so. Yeah, I gotta drive. You gotta drive home. That's right. Yeah, you gotta mm-hmm. drive care. Listen to the poetry. I should. I should listen to the laugh. poetry. You're gonna cry. Is it the last home. episode? Yeah, yeah I gotta yeah. listen last week. Uh, we took, well, we took two months off. We did. Was it two? It's months? probably reinvigorating for you. Yeah, it was a little bit. It was. I we it. were trying to get all this video stuff set up, and we were both really busy. Yeah. At the end of summer, so. Yep. It was good. Good time to. It's good. Shut that down for a minute. It's fun time, but it's good to be back. Um, yeah, man. Well, thank you. No, it was an absolute pleasure. Fun conversation. Just come back. And keep going. Yeah. Tell some different stories. Okay. Yeah, we well, we know I where to find more. you. Yeah, I got more. I got a few more. We know where to find you. <laughs> Maybe we should have Sam on with him one of these times. That'd be good. Yeah. Mm. We've got an SRT reunion. <laughs> I would, I'll just sit can we get Gibby on? Can we get Gibby too? I can get a uh, I can get a fourth mic. We should get a if we want to do that, we should get a big conference table and like it. But then it would just be like guys. it would be like shit laughter, show. shit show, curse words, and nothing would yeah. get done. That's fine. That's all right. That's all. The, that's that's right. what the internet wants. Yeah. <laughs> that's what the internet wants. Exactly just right. a shit show. <laughs> they don't care. Look at all the big shows that are successful. It's just <clears throat> nonsensical rambling for like three hours, like what we just did. Yep. There was, uh, sense there was, there. There was there some, some sense. There was some, some deep moments. There was a, there was yeah, there a was. path. It was up and down. Yeah. Up and down. It's good. good. Uh, well, it's been a pleasure. Well, thanks for it. having me. Thanks, Chief. Thank you. Yeah. Sad. Say Don't call it. me Chief anymore. I know. I just had to throw one in. Counsel yourself. It was very, it was very <laughs> hard to switch that off, by the way. Yeah. I'm like, don't call me that. <laughs> Let's not go there. <laughs> All right. All right. Okay, bye. Thank See you guys. Ya. Bye. Oh, thank you.